Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 2, Episode 21 of the Next Dimension Podcast. And I can feel it. This episode is going to be epic. I'm very happy to say hello to Artur Sitchov, the CEO of Somnium Space from the Metaverse. Artur, how are you doing? Hello. Doing great. Thank you for the invitation. Happy to be here. You're very welcome. I'm so looking forward to this. And, of course... Bradley, sadly, it's Bradley Lynch. Brad, how are you doing? Hi. Good. <laughs> you should have said, I'm Brad. <laughs> I dang it. You're right. Oh, oh man. God. Oh, man. Come on. Let's do the whole thing again. Restart the show. Restart the show. Restart. Hey, and today here with us, Bradley. Hi. I'm Brad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All of this goodness will be coming up so yeah this is okay i have to say my tagline see you on the other side of the metaverse okay i'll see it in the (laughs) (laughs) very cool yeah you can tell we're going to have a good time today here yeah my name is sebastian ang i'm the founder of mrtv and the host of this show and for all of you out there who have no idea what this show is all about well it's about virtual reality right now probably in the future also augmented reality but right now it's about virtual reality and Well, we are live every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin time, 8 p.m. London, noon in San Francisco, and 3 p.m. in New York City. Brad, where exactly are you located, actually, in the States? I'm in Florida. I am a uh, Florida man. Right. So it's it's, uh, 3 p.m. there? Yep. Yep, All right. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah, and uh, Arthur, you are in Prague, right? No, I'm normally I'm in Prague, but uh, this time I'm in Lisbon, so we're oh, not that oh. far away from each other. Oh, Brad. Lisbon! Oh, I, oh, I love Lisbon. <laughs> Lisbon is so cool. Yeah, yeah Lisbon is great. The weather Lisbon is nice right now. Fantastic so. city! Fantastic city! All good. And it, it feels a bit like um, San Francisco, actually, right? They also have the exactly. bridge. It's also like exactly. very hilly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, so for all of you who don't know this, this is all about VR. And, well, you can watch us live on MRTV, but you can also listen to the audio podcast that is on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, everywhere where you can find podcasts. And if you like us, then absolutely give us a five-star review on iTunes. So get out your iDevice right now, find the podcast app, find the show, and then give us a five-star review. Yeah, so lots of things that you have to do in direct succession, but I'm sure you can do it, and we would be very glad if you no, could They'll handle it. it. They'll handle they, it. They'll handle it. I, I believe in them. I believe in them, yes. <laughs> I believe in them, too. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Very cool. So today we have some hot topics, and I'm so happy that I really have, like, yeah, the VIPs talking about these topics it's going to be so cool because these two really know what they're talking about. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Cambria leaks from Brad. Finally, I don't have to talk about your leaks, but I can talk <laughs> with you about what you have found out. And that's going to be so cool. I'm very much looking forward to it. We are also going to talk about the news that came out last week that Meta 
they're, they're so good people. They want to give us the chance to make a living in the metaverse. <laughs> right, Meta? I'm, I'm, I feel touched, right? We will be able to make a living in the metaverse. There's only one drawback. They might be taking 47% of what you're making. <laughs> Ooh. That, okay. is, that is unfortunate. <laughs> I'm not so sure if you actually own the stuff on the blockchain. But, well, let's ask Arthur about it later because Arthur is the CEO of Somnium Space and Somnium Space is a metaverse, right? Arthur, can you, in one minute, for all the people who don't know what is Somnium Space, could you please yeah, let us know what is Somnium Space? Uh, sure. I mean, look, we are a virtual reality platform where you can build stuff. Um, you can, you know, import your own stuff. You can build worlds. You can build avatars. You can build buildings. Um, you can socialize here. But everything you own and everything you build um, is on the blockchain. So you can trade them uh, freely at any decentralized marketplace. We cannot block you from trading that. Um, and you can sell your creations like avatars, cars, you know, buildings, art, and whatever you, whatever you fancy creating, maybe even worlds. Um, and, you know, it's on your hands and you can, you know, you can, as simple as you can enter some new space as the platform, the same way you can exit it if you want to. And you are not bound to, okay. uh, to, to, you know, for us to controlling all your assets. Okay, that's good. So I do have... Um, something I do have an asset um, in Somnium Space. I bought it like a while ago. It's a parcel, and there's something on it, like a, like a house. So it means even if I totally piss you off, <laughs> you won't be able to take it away from me. Nope. You can just go and sell it. And you bought it actually very early, so you can actually not only you can say Arthur, you know what, go beep yourself, but also <laughs> you can go sell the parcel and probably make uh, a lot of money. But uh, you, you, hopefully, you're not you will never to... do it. You're not going to take a forty-seven percent off off of me. <laughs> no, we're actually gonna take seven percent of okay, you. Okay, so that that's forty sounds... percent less. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. We're going to talk more about that later. Yeah. Yes. Also, obviously, we're going to talk about this year the Pico Neo Link. The Pico Neo Link is a new VR headset, or actually, it's a it's an older one. And um, the company Pico, they're having a beta launch in Europe, and we're going to talk about that launch and why are they not in the States, and does it make sense, all that launch, what does it mean for the future, is this real competition for the Quest? So lots of interesting topics today. So really cool. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to finding out what you, what you think about it. Um, Brad in the States not having access to it or in general. And also Arthur as a maker of a headset yourself, right? You're, you're still making the Somnium Space headset, aren't you? What work? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Who knows? Probably you can tell us a bit about it today. I mean, before this show started, I already said like, hey, Arthur, you can save us a lot of time. Like you can save Brett <laughs> lots of times, not having to go through the Somnium Space code. You have to find anything about your headset and you can save us time. So I don't need to send you emails every day as in, okay, send me the prototype, send me the prototype so I can show it here. I promise you I say something. Uh, <laughs> I think it will be something exciting and, uh, and we'll, we'll see. We'll take it from there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Um, Bradley, did you de did you do any digging on on Arthur's headset yet? Not yet. <laughs> not, not not yet. But it might pique <laughs> your interest. What's happening here today? Okay. Let's see. Let's see how that goes. Very cool. Yeah. So very cool topics and amazing guests. So wow. I'm I'm so looking forward to that. 
before we go into the topics, normally I ask my guests, what did they do in the last week? So yeah, let's also do this. And I would like to start with with you, uh, Bradley. So um, how does your um, how does your normal work week look like now? Did you um, go through some code again? <laughs> how how was how was your last week? Oh, I think you had a very exciting week. <laughs> Tell us a bit about it. Don't go into detail yet. We will go to that later okay. in the show. But a bit would be cool. Um, let me just let me just say like this week was a little bit more relaxed, but not not completely. It never is. Um, <laughs> but uh, the beginning of the week, I was able to uh, get the correct information on what Cambria will look like, the, the version that's actually being produced or is the final version for the production model. And then and, you know I got together and got a render for that, and thankfully most journalists uh, updated that. Um, but most of my most of my work weeks is generally working with people i want to emphasize that because um I, I i do like to say this is a community effort i'm more just like the uh i i, I do a lot of work too but I, I like to give them more credit um and it is data mining kernels that have been leaked for like for example metacambria we have a lot of or like leaked kernels up until like i want to say january and we go through that uh, i talk to supply chain sources so i'll stay up late just for that um to sort of better align that kernel information because you know companies like meta are always <laughs> working on prototypes even if they're not in the production version so if we can like you know i, I can align the information figure out what will be an actual production version um, but also this week there was a steam vr beta update which um i obviously love data mining those with my friends and it, it was a short one but we got some cool information about um the future of okay. steam vr and like what is a, a compatibility mode where where you can simulate other headsets and the controllers for those headsets so that's a wow. really cool feature yeah that sounds really cool yeah probably there are some people who are listening now to this podcast and who are wondering well who, who is this sadly it's bradley <laughs> well um let's update those people like you have been uh you are a youtuber or you started as a youtuber could i say it like this You, yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I mean, I, I'm still technically a YouTuber, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, right. I don't like. Yeah, I was just I, waiting. Wait, wait a second. Is he not a YouTuber yet? Already? No, or? no. <laughs> was, well, the thing, the reason why we bring this up is, um, I think Upload VR did a uh, tweet about like my Cambria leaks or whatever, and they said right. a YouTuber found this information, and there was a few people um, being a little, I would say, um, not mean, but they're saying, oh, he's not just a YouTuber or whatever. But I, I'm totally fine he's with being a called God. that. <laughs> yeah, like people put me on a very high pedestal, and I yeah. appreciate that. But you know, um, it's okay. Uh, I but I do I do definitely like to be call myself an, an analyst a little bit at this point. Um, even okay. though it's, yeah. yeah, I'm not perfect. It sounds much but better. Got it. Got it just it. sounds got nicer. It. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Right. Like like when when you when you when you do find something and you really believe in it. Being called an analyst does sound better than a YouTuber for sure. Analyst and lie. YouTuber. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my god, that's, that's But, very good. Yeah, I did start out doing YouTube, and I've only been right. doing this um, analyst stuff for like almost a year now, and it's really uh, 
it's really exploded more than i could have imagined for sure yeah you yeah. killed you killed it you killed it man for sure exactly yeah. like i feel like uh i'm reporting more about your stuff than anything else <laughs> <laughs> so no no really so it's it's absolutely absolutely cool and congratulations so i would like to ask um, how did you get into this um analyzing and um, kernel uh, checking is it do you have to have like a technical background for this or how does it work how can i imagine this because like well you know i have a technical background but i if i looked into the code probably i don't know it's it's uh, it's tough to find something it probably so takes I, more patience I think, than i have <laughs> yeah no i i think um having a technical background does help i'm not like i'm not like a programmer or anything but like okay. i i align myself with very other smart people too and yeah. it's again like whenever it's new steam vr update comes out we have an entire channel on my discord that's all about data mining it like just okay. oh perfect and we can perfect. find out stuff um very well i started into it just reading patents uh basically and i'm sure you can understand this i got tired of waiting for a valve vr headset announcements i got tired of it <laughs> like i was like i can't wait for so these you guys. made it I'm yourself gonna... <laughs> yeah i was like okay well i'm just gonna yeah. see what they've been working on and i noticed valve does not publish many patents um they're not like you know meta and apple that have like 20 patents a week or whatever so this is a very attainable goal to figure out what they're trying to work on with patents so start with that and then i started doing a lot of data mining stuff with with friends for steam vr and realized wow actually they're they're they really show off what they're working on for their next headset and like software stuff for vr in here um right. and and you know obviously last time you had me on the show was was for or the Deckard, like we found yeah, exactly. the Deckard name and everything that this was confirmed a uh, headset from Valve. And it really just kind of took off from there, right? Like I wanted to expand to other headsets because there are dry months where there's no Steam VR beta update or something. So then I started uh, aligning myself with trying to figure out what Apple's working on, what Meta's working on with some Sony a little bit, not too much because they're pretty much you know, they're, they're already figured out now, but right. we know it's all, it, again, it's all thanks to just aligning yourself with other people who are very <laughs> passionate about this. And like, you know, like, for example, I'm sure we're going to talk about Cambria later, but yeah, Basti and, and Somalia is just like very helpful people. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, about the Deckard, is this still going to happen? Oh yeah. I, yeah. um, they're actually, uh, I, I, they recently, um, I think it was a few weeks ago, they updated so there, there's a driver file in Steam VR where all the lighthouse stuff is like anything that is made by Valve usually has a lighthouse in it, um, and they they that's where we originally found the name Deckard like the code name for their next headset. Yes. Back then, uh, it was we only found POC A and POC C. POC probably meaning proof of concept, so they were working on different proof of concepts for their device. But a few weeks ago, they added Mini D, which kind of what we believe is past proof of concept phase and maybe it's like okay. a mini miniature like run maybe to send out to developers or something so they're they're working or to on mrtv and... bring it out here right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately no <laughs> no but yeah they i mean valve's never really stopped working on it like i okay. I, I i do more than just data mining and patents i found like again that's why i was able to like at least predict or or speculate statistics like i really do believe they're going to use like oled micro displays in their next headset and stuff and like that's just a lot of you know finding the pieces and, and putting them together so i i do think um we're gonna see it pro 
my my guess honestly again it's prediction is next year will be the the year that we see it oh my goodness then next year should be very interesting right with the psvr2 and with the apple headset and then with the deckard oh my goodness so next year is probably going to be very hot (laughs) very exciting and we have apple too apple like i I talked to someone a couple nights ago that um who who, they talked to someone that's very in the xr supply chain and they're like they're super sure that Apple's going to announce by the end of this year for a spring yeah. actual like gets to consumers. So okay, we're getting close sense. to a big boom in this industry. I swear it's going to be crazy. That would be wow. That would be a total game changer, obviously. Yeah. So um, one more question that I have for you: um, How did you get these connections in in that industry? I mean, those uh, you know supply chain friends. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I always say this as a joke, but I, I say I can relax after I do this video. I say I tend to say that in a lot of videos like, OK, I, I'm, I'm done with Cambria, for example. I don't have to report on it anymore. But what ends up happening. <laughs> then my job starts to try to get it and make through the lens videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, well, it's the chain. It goes to you first and then it goes to me. No, but, but, what, but, <laughs> no. but the thing is, um, each video I make tends to be a domino effect where as long as I treat my sources with the utmost care. I don't yeah, give any hints to who they are. Yeah. I spend entire efforts to, instead of post a picture of something, I hire someone good at making renders to just, you know, do that <laughs> yeah. instead. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. More people are willing to come to me and help me right. out. And, right. and that includes from the supply chain. There, there's a lot of people, um, I, I, there's, you know, WeChat is like a Chinese social media and, and people call me. There's so the biggest. One, this is unbelievable. One of the one of the analysts on uh, <coughs> very, very good VR analysts for Guartech, who mass produces most VR headsets, um, he, he will report That's stuff that I say and he refers to me as the VR god. So like all, all this is being spread around. <laughs> well, I love it. VR. Yeah. God. And then those people who just can't keep their mouth shut, they're like, oh, I got to send this out. You know, you have to send gotta... this to the God. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so. I like it. Wow. VR golden God. I put the golden there. I like the golden. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's good. So it's like, um, it's like a virtu- virtuous cycle, right? That's how you call it. Like it, it gets better and better. If you if easier. you treat if you do your job well if you treat the sources with, with respect what you do, so yeah that makes lots of sense yeah yep. exactly, cool man amazing I'm looking forward to find out more about uh, how the Cambria leaks happened without obviously like <laughs> naming the sources, but um, yeah also your thoughts about the device what do you think about it because you did leak it but uh, I'm I don't really know if you are excited about it probably you are because you find out about it. <laughs> We'll we'll talk about it yeah. later. We'll yeah, cool, that, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Thank you, Bradley. Yeah, nice. And now I would like to hear what's a day like, what's a week like for you, Arthur, um, as the CEO of a metaverse company. I, I know, man, you, you're living and breathing it. I know you're going into onto um, live television in the states from from Somnium, right? Like like through story, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. You've been on. I think on like 95 percent of my meetings, any meetings, and I, I like all the business meetings, everything I do, uh, all the calls uh, through Zoom and stuff I do from VR. Yeah, ninety five percent. The funny thing is, um, me and Artur, we had a meeting like last week. I'm not going to say the name, uh, Artur. No worries. But sure. there was like like a fa- a famous Hollywood star, 
the famous Hollywood star was there in the metaverse with Arthur, right? Yes, true. And uh, I mean, to me, that was a huge honor. Uh, yes. And probably our community would, would, would guess immediately. But yeah, so th th this is, you know, again, I've started doing this um, like more than uh, more than a year ago uh, from VR. And honestly, it came from necessity because when I was talking to people, people were like, okay, but how does it work? What's Somnium space? You know, and I was like, how do you explain it? Like, how do you explain this? Uh, on a Zoom call via webcam, like it's impossible. Yeah. And then yeah. I, and then I just said, wait a second, let me hop into VR. And then I hopped into VR, and I said, hey, look, that's you know, that's what Somnium, and that's how it works. Here's the card, that's NFT, that's Avatar, and that's easier to to understand. And by the way, one disclaimer: if for some reason I disconnect for for a second, I'm in Hotel Wi-Fi. It's actually pretty good Wi-Fi. It's 50 megabits up and down, but sometimes. Okay. It goes to zero. Okay, <laughs> what yeah, happened? So, so I'm just okay. saying I'll be back uh, if if I'm uh, if I'm if I'm off uh, for a few seconds. But yeah, I mean, how does the week uh, look? Lots of development meetings. Um, uh, lo lots of lots of uh, you know, of course, every day daily meetup uh, in Somnium. It's a given. Um, and, yeah, you're still doing. Uh, it. You've been doing it since years, right? Of course, of course. Whenever you know, if I physically can do it, I will do it. Um, if for some reason, for example, when I was on the road to Lisbon, I was not able to, yeah. to attend it, even though I tried a few times from, uh, from like we did in some new WebXR client and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so lots and lots of meetings and, um, a lot of iterations, calls with the team, uh, you know, discussing the, the features, um, uh, discussing the releases, um, also communicating with community about, you know, about their wishes, the bugs and everything else. Um, and also lots of, uh, you know, this week was actually full of interviews and interesting discussions because uh, Vice Media wrote about Live Forever mode and it just blew up and, and more and more people wanted to talk about it. So I did two TV interviews, probably they'll go out um, next week and stuff. So, yeah, uh, just a lot of mixed stuff. But most, mostly it's development, development meetings with the team. Yeah, right. Yeah, so also Eric Hartley just says, I saw Arthur and Somnium are about to launch a program to record the users um, and allow them to live forever within Somnium space. <coughs> so allowing folks to interact with them after death. Wow. So tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, I mean, this was um, on in our plan since the very beginning. Um, and the idea just came because, you know, my father was diagnosed with cancer five years ago and, um, and sadly he died. But, uh, you know, it, it struck me that actually... How can we use this tech? Because you know, so you know, I think we all agree. You know, VR is revolutionary technology. Not everyone understands that yet, but that's fine. Uh, how can we use this technology in order to, you know, preserve someone's, uh, you know, someone, just some person? And um, because VR can bring you a lot of possibilities to record your movements, your, your, you know, your voice, obviously in spatial environment, uh, even your biometric with, with Tesla suit and stuff. Uh, it was obvious to, to say, Hey, why don't we record you? If you pay for it, if you, you know, if you want it, because we want people to pay for it just for them to understand, Hey, first of all, we have to collect a lot of data. And second of all, they have to understand our business model is not to sell their data later. It's actually using that data to recreate them. Uh, as digital human beings, uh, so that's kind of what what this feature is. This year, we hope to start recording, so we'll release the feature to you for you to start recording yourself. Um, and then next year, we'll try we'll be trying to apply AI to the avatar to actually recreate you um, 
uh, once you're not logged in, for example, or if someone happens to you, hopefully not. But so it life is life. When I'm not logged into Somnium Space, uh, my avatar will just go to the kitchen and grab the adult beverages and and just keeps on chucking them. <laughs> I think I think it could be could be depend, yeah, depending yeah, right? where you will be in real life. But actually, the, I think the real use case would be like, hey, you have a parcel here and you have a gallery, and then someone comes in and says, like, what's that? And you'll say, hey, I mean, this is the gallery. Um, okay. I mean, this is my build, and you could you could like. Again, it will be up to you or up yeah, to I, that digital right, human being right. to, to, to do whatever they want. Right? We <laughs> sure, don't know. Sure, but sure. We'll, so, we'll so, see. Okay, so I, can, I could record like um, certain uh, vi um, 3D videos, what I'm doing. It's not 3D. It's not 3D videos. You will be so all your motions, like yeah, what yeah, I'm okay, doing right now, will it, be recorded. It. It's not a video. It's not a video. It's actual, you know, get, movements and coordinates and spatial, yeah, spatial yeah, it's, it's, um Yeah, okay. It's uh, very similar to uh, what Rec Room also has. You can you can record like messages and put them somewhere and have them play, like 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 some kind of holo projector. Correct, but it's oh, yeah. it, it will be it will be this, but you know, uh, I think more data will be collected, uh, more precise data because with, for example, with you know, Tesla suit, we could record your full biometrics, your stress levels, your heartbeats, um, and many more things. And we could, we could, you know, we could feed that information further on down the line um, yeah. for to recreate you more, more accurately. I see. Yeah, the area around you, I can recognize it. It was where like a very cool concert was happening, right? In, uh, it's in one of my, space. exactly, it's one of my most favorite areas. In this Sony, is a we call it magic, 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 magic Forest. It's next to the city center. We do some concerts here. We do some gatherings here. But yeah, yeah I think throughout the video, I'll, I'll walk around and maybe show you some, some other worlds. But yeah, this is it. a great one. Yeah, this is this is beautiful. Yeah, cool. Yeah, all right. Cool. Thanks for um, letting us know how a normal, a typical week in... Um, the metaverse and the Somnium space metaverse looks like. Very cool. So, yeah, I know that you're very busy talking with lots of people, making things happen. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I know that you're always very busy <laughs> with what you do. Yeah, cool. While you walk around, let me also tell you guys what I've been up to. Obviously, you know it whenever there's a new headset coming out. That is when I have crunch time because people want to know everything about new headsets and I will give them everything they want to know. So obviously, yeah, I was onto onto the the Pico Neo 3 Link, which actually is the Pico Neo 3 Pro. They just rebranded it and they're going to sell it to um, some Europeans uh, later this uh, year. No, in, in May actually, and it, it just went live for for the for the pre-ordering. And yeah, we're going to talk about this as the second topic today. But yeah, I did lots of things. I uh, did a live show about it, like uh, trying out uh, the tracking live, trying out the wireless streaming live and all these things. I, honestly speaking, I really enjoy these live tests because, well, everything that happens, people will directly see it and you cannot fake anything or whatever people might think um, is probably happening. So I really enjoy that. And then also like, yeah, uh, on the day it came out, I told people about it. So I was busy doing the pickle stuff and um, telling people about this headset. And yeah, later we're going to discuss what we think about it, what our thoughts are concerning their launch and yeah, their plans for the future. And if this 
this device actually or the company in general if they could become uh, a competitor a real competitor to meta and what's going to be next for them so that was pretty that was pretty much it was actually it was a very busy week yeah so whenever new headsets come out uh, that is really crunch time here at mrtv yeah exactly for bradley it's uh before they come out <laughs> it's, yeah. It's really, yeah i was about to say that <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny actually it's a funny funny combination yeah okay so now let's oh arthur arthur you're gone now are you gone yeah, or are you going I'm, to change I, to real do life you, do, do, do you still hear me we hear you yes we hear you but yeah we don't let, see let me you. that that's the hotel wi-fi kicking in one second ah, the hotel wi -Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay i'll be i'll be back in a second yeah no don't problem worry. yeah okay so um by the way um bradley i really enjoyed your video where you touched the grass <laughs> man where was that that was amazing yeah i mean it took um took years of planning <laughs> for this video a lot of pre-production it was it's crazy um, yeah i think so i mean you, you had to get it all right i mean everything had to fit together yeah i, I had to wait for the the correct co equipment to come out to record <laughs> yeah. it it was uh it was insane um, it was insane yeah, it was, yeah. So, i'm glad that i got nine thousand views <laughs> oh god you got it <laughs> i got it here yeah, i mean probably there are some people who haven't seen it so everything came together for Oh wow! And but you know, but tell us how it felt. It felt terrible. <laughs> like I don't, I, I don't think I'll ever do that again. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. It was like um, uh, there was a dog there before and uh, releasing himself, or I don't know. It just felt. <laughs> you, you know, in v, in VR, we want things to become real almost, but. That was a little too real for me, <laughs> it, it, it did. I was just saying, like, it, it did look like super real. Like <laughs> surreal real. <laughs> it was crazy. Atra, are you still trying to get onto your um, metaverse? I'm already in. Just let me put the camera on okay, and great. I'll be back. Don't worry. Don't worry. Good. I love auto Wi-Fi. It's the best one. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so then I, I can already um, start to talk about um, Meta. So I read this beautiful article on Road to VR. Meta plans to take nearly 50% of creators' earnings in Horizon World. Wow. So for all the people who don't know what are Horizon Worlds, well, it's actually that was what Arthur is showing there, but from Facebook and probably not on the blockchain, <laughs> I would suppose. So it is uh, a virtual reality world that people can uh, simply join with their their quests. And yeah, people are supposed to create content there to make content, uh, like for example, games, and actually um, you have some world building tools that you that you can and should use to make worlds, to invite others to, to check out your worlds, to make games. And yeah, simply the idea is to let the users create the content. A bit like Web 2. <laughs> yeah, but also, but now in Web 3 and um, yeah, Meta is so good. They want the people to be able to make a living in virtual reality, to make a living by selling goods selling digital goods selling their games 
in Horizon Worlds. So also what is being done in Rec Room and also what people can do in a Somnium space. <laughs> Arthur, Arthur is, is gone for, for some bowling there. <laughs> man, you shouldn't be bowling, man. You should. You should uh, hey, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm listening. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Hey. Uh, <laughs> no distraction there. Exactly. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. Anyway, so so they want players to, to make content. Right. It, it's a smart idea, obviously. Right. And actually, Arthur, also in your world, right, people can make content like you give them building tools as well. I, I know there's a builder in your PC client and I could build a house. I can basically I can build whatever I want. Right. In some space. Yeah, there's there's a builder and then there is an SDK. Right. So depending yeah, okay. on how how deep you want to go into into the rabbit hole, you can either use the builder, which is kind of like, I would say, mix of sims and a bit of like a unity editor and style where you can like move things scale things you know put textures in and use some uh, some other scripting techniques uh which we provide for you to to make your build kind of like living and breathing thing yeah. but yeah if you want to go full uh, full scale stuff you can use the sdk to upload avatars or full worlds scriptable worlds um and that's where the fun comes in of course right so also like unity developers can create a scene and they can put the scene into um somnium right correct they can create a scene they can script the scene they can script the scene to do whatever they want to do they okay. can create like the full scale game uh, and upload it to to their world yes right so the bowling alley that you just showed us there that is a scripted game No, that yes, but that is the city center that was created by us. So the yeah, right, Annihilator right. VR shooter and the bowling in arcade hall, this is created by us. But um, you've seen probably when I was walking around next to the car, there was like um, like orbs, um, and I will dive into one of those. Um, and those orbs are worlds uh, which people create. Um, and then you go into one of those, um, and you dive into another dimension, basically, and whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, you will show us in a moment, right? Yeah, so let's get back to the topic. So you can do these kind of things as well in Horizon Worlds in your quest, build things, and yeah, then then sell them. And Meta explained that anything sold in Horizon Worlds would be subject to the same thirty percent fee the company charges developers selling apps through its VR platform. So that is the 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 Meta tax. Yeah, thirty percent directly goes to to Meta. And then an additional 25% fee on top of the remaining amount. And that is here. Then they give an, uh, an example. If a creator sells an item for $1, then the Meta Quest store fee would be $0.30 cents, and the Horizon platform fee would be $0.17, cents, leaving $0.53 cents for the creator before any applicable taxes. So if you happen to live in Germany, then still there's going to be 50% off that. Yeah, yeah, we have high taxes. Yeah, we have high taxes in Germany. Yeah, but we have healthcare, yes. which is I lived there for ten years. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You didn't live so far away from me, like one hour. Yeah. Yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that is expensive. I, I would say that that was my first, my my first, um, my first in initial reaction when I heard of these forty-seven point five percent were like, what? That is freaking daylight robbery. Are you freaking kidding me? That's crazy. What are, what are your thoughts, um, Arthur? First of all, let's ask Arthur about it. In the, from the metaverse. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I mean, where do I start? Um, to, for me, the first question was not what. Uh, I, I kind of smiled, but to me, the question was like, why? <laughs> why do you need to 
you know, they obviously knew that if they showed something like that, that it will it will have a negative reaction, right? There, there's no way that people would say, hey, um, actually, it's 47%. It's a very fair number. I think it's great. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm sure they knew, like, okay, that's coming. The, the backlash, kind of like source of some some sort of a backlash is coming, and 47 is definitely a high number. Uh, and my question is why? Yeah. And I think if I think I and I want to hear your opinion as well because I yeah. I roll back to it's it's very it's very trendy right now to hate on Facebook and Meta and whatever. But to be honest, okay, if we look at um, Oculus in the past, right, um, and we say, hey, the promise was we'll never force you to log in with Facebook, right? And then in when it was 2019, yeah, but in 2019, right, they changed the policy or it was a 20. I don't remember exactly now. I think it for was quest, 20. It was for the Quest 2. So there was then, uh, yeah, 20. 20, 20. 20, yeah. So in 2020, they do this. And my question again was, why? Why so early? You know, why so early? Why do you want to like, why are you trying to push people to the wall without, you know, not even having... You know, full domination of the platform is if, if that's what their plan is, right? That they probably want to like dominate the market and have all people locked into their ecosystem, whatever. But why do you try to like scare them so so early? And with this with this yeah. creator forty seven percent, it's like why do you do this? Like what is yeah. why why wouldn't you do like uh, you know something meaningful? Um, and to me, I kind of have my theory, but I want to hear your theory. Why do you think they're 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 doing it? Why do you think the, the number is so high? Uh, what's be, what's behind that? Yeah, I don't know. Let's first hear what uh, what Bradley thinks about it first. When you heard it, oh well, um, just just to continue what Arthur said, yeah. um, I think it's you know, Meta has a ridiculous amount of like they, like they can do whatever they want basically, and like it will eventually go away. But by doing it this early, I think it sets the standards of what you can expect future platforms if they're on the meta platform and they have like in-app purchases. Like let's say VR chat one day adds their their in-game transactions that's very similar. Like, hey, if you build stuff in VR chat, well then Meta's already like kind of prepping the platform ahead of time by getting people ex expectant of like, yeah, we're going to take a 25% cut of anything that you get. Um, when it comes to the actual platform itself, Horizons, I don't really think... I, I don't think they... I, I, I really don't think they care much. Like, I, I think it's so early for the actual platform itself to be really taking anything because the, pr the platform hasn't really proven <clears throat> like it's good, <laughs> like at all. Um, the the yeah, platform has I, proven I that it's, it's good or not good? It's not good. It's honestly it's not, not good. good. Okay, like, I haven't it, it's, yeah, seen it. Yeah. But comparing it to, I know I saw some people. Um, Eric was kind of comparing it to like Roblox. Roblox is a pretty bad comparison, but it's actually also a good comparison because if you go on Horizons and um, the only people that are in it, like most of the time, are like children, like actual children. That's the same as Roblox. And Roblox, they take I don't remember the percentages for Roblox, what they take, but it's ridiculous. And when it came out recently, there was a huge controversy last year. They were basically saying um, they could charge that high because they're basically turning children into unpaid labor almost because these are the people that are only going to be in the platform. They're the only people that can be creating for other children. So it doesn't matter how much you okay. pay them. But by but 
I do think it's more the other thing to get other people prepped that, hey, if you release a social platform on Meta and you have these things you build, these tools that you're selling in your 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 competitive metaverse, and you're going to get these fees as well. Yeah, I think I, sense, I, yeah. I, I partly agree with you, actually, but I also think that my, my, my kind of theory is that I think like Meta or Facebook, I still call it Facebook, okay? Forget about Meta. Uh, okay, I think yeah. fa- Facebook. Facebook is, in my opinion, they they feel kind of a pressure. They are under pressure. Um, whatever that pressure is, it could be many pressures at the same time, like regulatory pressure, also financial one, because the business model they are currently having is slowly dying out, and we know it. Apple is pressing them hard, you know, on the privacy stuff, and Google as well. And they're having this battle. They don't have their own platform. And I think pressure leads them to try to capture what they have already today in a much more aggressive way in comparison to what would they have done if they would have much more time, what they think they have in, in the future, and they would have been much more relaxed. Because if you are if you are more relaxed as the company, you why would you ever push your users why would you ever do something which is uncomfortable to your users you understand right you 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 are you have a comfortable position you're building your vision you know mark is building his vision why would he push users to a corner where they are not comfortable to be uh today he might want to do it later if he has this evil plan to lock everyone in his platform but why do you want to do it today? Why don't you do it, you know, let people uh, become comfortable with your, with, yeah. your, with your platform? And to me, this, again, I, you only do it if you're under enormous pressure. If you're under enormous financial or other pressure, you would start doing things like this. You would kind of start, you know, you start blinking uh, earlier than your competitor, you know, if I, if I can use this analogy, right? Yeah. You, 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 you st- so that to me, that's kind of like reminds me a little bit of the situation. I have no idea whether I'm right or wrong, but it feels like this a little bit because okay. I cannot find any other explanation why if, would or, they do something like that. Yeah, that could be, but I personally don't think it's because of that, that they're doing this because they have pressure, because they're not going to earn so much money out of this in the beginning. In my opinion, probably this could be because... Mark Zuckerberg is simply overconfident and he has nobody who would tell him, hey, that's not a good idea because he has all the power, really all the power in that in that company. And there's really nobody who would tell him, hey, Mark, that is probably not a good idea. He's not in charge. If you're you're overconfident, you charge nothing. Like if you're overconfident in the future of your platform, you you basically charge like zero to nothing because you say, "Hey, you guys build, we provided tools." You you know, that's that's to me overconfidence, right? I think no. I mean, overconfident. Like for example, with the forced Facebook login, he just thought he can do it. He had this this feeling that yeah, Facebook is great and he won't get this backlash. I think now it's amazing. amazing. I think now he understood that this Facebook thing has a bad connotation in the world. And that's why they changed everything to Meta. I think now now they understand it better. But at that point in time, when they did this forced Facebook login, I think it didn't really, um, yeah, it didn't really appeal to to Mark that this has a negative connotation that people will not be so happy with being forced to log in with I, Facebook. I think that's why, though. Like maybe it's overconfidence or what, but like I, I think there is confidence in doing this move because, again, I. 
these people, like, again, they re- I liked how Palmer Lucky, he once said that um, Facebook bought Oculus, but Oculus ended up taking over Facebook in a way because that's like their new their, their new thing. They're all in on right, the, right. the metaverse. Exactly. And, I, and, and when you talk to people in the industry, everyone believes this is the next computing platform after smartphones, like the, the next big thing. And if you prep your users and your developers and anyone releasing on any platform for their for their answer to this next computing platform that hey we're going to take a minimum of 25% of everything including in app purchases that's just again you're just prepping people early in my opinion for totally what's going to happen you. yeah exactly totally agree with you and um, yeah there was also the problem with big screen, right? That big screen felt it was unfair business. That big screen had to pay um, thirty uh, percent off of every um, ticket that was purchased for their movies theater, right? It's the same thing. So they are prepping people for that meta fee, and that that might be their next big uh, business move for for the metaverse. Obviously, I I still think that another big um, revenue income uh, source of revenue will obviously still be the same business model like now like um, advertising like super targeted advertising because they will know everything of you where you what you look at who you meet right because i already see that future that Arthur is in right now <laughs> where you are just like spending so much time in the metaverse doing meeting your friends and probably working really working right going to work there and meeting your your work colleagues in the metaverse so there's a lot of empty billboards in that space that could be packed with ads <laughs> yeah <you know>? exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay Actually, not intentional could, but yeah. <laughs> yeah this could be full of ads man yeah but that's you that's that's a user generated world okay i don't control this world so he, <laughs> it looks he, cool. he can put he can, it it's looks, amazing yeah. he, he can put he cool. can put uh any kind of ads he wants here uh, but it's up to him and then up to users to decide, hey, do I want to come to this world uh, because it's full of ads or, or not? And, uh, you, you know, and ads, by the way, having ads could actually be much more open, much more decentralized and much more feasible and likable by users because we are investors and we are partners with company like AdMix. And you, you've been on the on the conference, Sebastian, so you know yeah. what AdMix is doing. And that is a complete different take on ads than like Facebook has, right? Because that's yeah. more about transparency. It's about user deciding what they want to see, who wants to put their ads where, and things like that. So I think there's different approaches uh, to different things. Right. So, Arthur, what is the business model of the metaverse, of your, of your metaverse, of Somnium Space? What is, how are you going to earn money or how are you earning money right now? Super simple. I actually tweeted it uh, like a few days ago um, after the article about Liferomo because Vice uh, quoted like me saying like there's a lot of data and you have to trust the metaverse company. And I said, if anyone oh, yeah. in order in order to in order to trust a metaverse company, any metaverse company, their business model has to be transparent. It has to be ideally decentralized. And it has to be visible to everyone, right? Everyone has to understand. Every user has to understand how the company makes money. Because in the moment when you don't understand how the company makes money and how is it possible that the company is running, spending millions of dollars per quarter and not charging you anything or charging not enough or, you know, then you're in a bad situation because they have to somehow 
uh, unless it's VC funded, you have to somehow fund your business. Um, so, and that's exactly what, you know, what Somnium does at the moment. We have, we make money from primary sales and secondary sales. And, and those are, um, you know, primary sales, obviously we do sell worlds, we do sell land uh, as NFTs, uh, we do sell um, sometimes avatars and uh, limited edition assets, but also big part and bigger and bigger part of what we earn becomes what people create and sell, right? People create okay. avatars, tokenize them and sell, we take 7% of that transaction. So these are kind of things. And right now we're finalizing our marketplace, uh, like in-world marketplace in VR, where you'll be able to trade things like wearables and stuff. Like every time you do a transaction, we take a small cut of that of that transaction, and that is how we will and are making money today. Very simple. Anyone can look at the blockchain, scan the blockchain, and look how much money we earned. There are numerous reporting outside from outside, uh, to, you know, tracking all the sales, all the data. So you can have a look. You don't need my permission to actually look inside of it. So I think that's the beauty of it, and everybody knows it. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've I've heard this so much recently. What is this blockchain thing? I'm so I'm totally kidding you. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a anyone. secret. Yeah, it's something something very interesting. All right. So you are taking a little cut from all the yeah. sales that are going on inside Somnium. It sounds reasonable, and the seven percent does sound more reasonable than um, 47 percent. That's for sure. So I think on average we'll be around about five because we we on some items like wearables and smaller items will take you know your high volume items will take smaller fee um, on some items like land which can cost like ten twenty thousand dollars we're 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 going to take like a higher fee in on average it will probably end up around about five percent. Okay, um, that is that is okay that is for sure good. So uh, the the um, advantage that Meta has is that they are putting their horizon worlds in front of yeah millions of people who are going to buy the 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 quest 2 is it, is it an advantage to be honest the given quest how it looks? no i'm joking i'm joking i mean i mean yeah I mean, <laughs> they they just put that in your face and then they probably can say okay we're taking 50% because some people will find it uh, okay because they they are happy they can make money anyways in the first place right or what, what do you think bradley you know it would be really interesting uh, i just had this thought randomly um you know they're, they're very big on social presence and having avatars be realistic i i wouldn't be surprised if they turned tattoos on your arm in these social experience and to add space for companies to be able to plaster ads as tattoos on your actual arms and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I do yeah, see a ton of different business models just for the advertising. Like I, I think people will be shocked all the different ways without just even having it in your, you know, like hovering in your view of how they can sell the entire digital world just to have ads in it. Yeah, I think so too. Oh my goodness. This is going to happen now that you say it. I see it crystal clear. Yeah, of course. Of course it's going to happen. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Actually, actually this already happens. Um, I, I think some of the users, in, uh, at least in Somnium, are planning or maybe already working oh, on an NFT. On an, <laughs> on an NFT avatar where... No, but this is their, this is their wish. It's yeah, not okay. us yeah, sure. placing those ads. It's their, sure. they're working on an F NFT avatar where programmatically someone could change something um, and, and it will change, but then they can wear like some... some like that's a difference. But again, that's a user decision and that's his will and wish. Um, 
but yeah. you know okay yeah but what i'm really wondering about horizon worlds let's say you you bought something off of somebody probably i don't know you you paid um some i don't know zack bucks or whatever it's going to be called there <laughs> Jesus the, the, Christ. Yeah. I will not sleep today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so you bought something in Horizon Worlds. So so you have your inventory of things that you bought or things that you made. But I'm I'm really wondering, does that really belong to you? Is that somewhere on the blockchain or is it simply like a world that's in Horizon Worlds? And if you say something offensive <laughs> if you say something that is against the code of um, conduct of Meta, then you will lose your assets, just like you. Wait, what are we talking about? They, they have in their in their in their uh, terms and conditions that they will listen to you and to all the conversations you are having. Right. Plus minus thirty seconds, I think. I'm correct me if I'm wrong. And yeah. and in case someone reports it, they can re-listen to your conversations. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like that yeah. alone, that alone should be like, oh my god, you know, like what the hell? 1984. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... exactly. So so honestly, to be honest, like, uh, and and I would go one step further when you say, will it be on the blockchain? They can say, yeah, it's on a blockchain. I mean, I can spin blockchain in like three days, and I can run it on two computers, and I will call it a blockchain and super decentralized, but nobody would understand it. Uh, which kind of blockchain is it? How decentralized is that blockchain? You know, what kind of power yeah, right, Facebook right. would have over that blockchain? All those questions would have to be asked if they gonna go that the route of hey, we are actually going to put that on the blockchain because that is that you know these are there's a lot of more questions behind that. Right, right. Bradley, are you interested in uh, metaverse? In in these things like like um, yeah, all the things that we're talking about now, like create creating worlds. In VR, because I know you you love to make levels. I think it's um, I like user content creation for these things like Neos VR. I spend oh, a good amount of time in. <laughs> oh, that is and good. That is fun. yeah, yeah. I was just talking to some world creators actually um, not too like two weeks ago because some of the worlds I really liked and I made a video on, and they just they told me their whole process. They built they built everything pretty much in Neos, right, with uh, shapes and stuff. Maybe maybe do some stuff with Blender. But what's very cool, I was talking to these people, they get a marker and, you know, it's it's not like drawing on a chalkboard in the real world. You can draw 3D, you know, with, with markers by like, if you want to draw a spear, you just, you know, and they literally laid out the entire level plan in a 3D with markers in 3D. And like they would start placing pictures where they would plant a fountain here and there. So I love I love the uh, the concept of um user content creation in these these places uh horizons does it i mean horizons is so limited compared to these that i can't really take horizon seriously i don't really uh there, there's a lot of i have a lot of personal um disbelief that a lot of these platforms will be able to have a lot of compatibilities with each other with the content they create like you're not seeing VR chat and Neos, like you can't visit a Neos world in VR chat, despite the fact that they're even using like a Unity rendering baseline. Like there, there's just a lot of incompatibilities there. So I don't really believe in that one true metaverse idea, but I, I do love the all the separate platforms that are coming out with the the user content creation as the the big thing. Yeah, right. Arthur, what are your thoughts on that on compatibility between? 
Stop playing around <laughs> with fire. Hey, what do you have against my drone? Um, <laughs> no, no, no so, I like it. But, so but tell us, tell us a bit more about uh, what, how is it working? Is there any compatibility between Neo's worlds and Somnium Space worlds? Or tell us, is it possible? Or is it doable? Or are you doing it already? Or do you believe it's always going to be okay? There is Somnium Space. There's Horizon Worlds. There's Neos, and everybody, everything is just like. Yeah, sealed within themselves. No, it's not going to be like that. And I think, um, so of course, there's like compatibility, direct compatibility within like VRChat world. You can just take the world and with some few tweaks, you can even directly upload through our Unity SDK to Somnium, right? But um, I think, so interoperability, I have to give uh, a shout out to Philip Rosdale, right? Creator of Second Life and uh, founder of High Fidelity, uh, which is now back in Second Life. Um, in 2018, we have formed a virtual reality blockchain line with, with him and with, uh, with Genus VR and also Admix was there. And we already at that time experimented with interoperability. Like, first of all, we spent some nodes and we ran some blockchain tests and stuff. Um, and also we created a portal where you can come into Somnium uh, you know, interpretation hub, click high fidelity, and within 10 seconds you are taken through the VR tunnel, and then you, you appear in high fidelity. That worked. With the um, same uh, avatar or? Uh, no, with the avatar okay. you have. So you connect the accounts and then you, you, you okay, just go yeah, that, and, that's, and that's That it. makes sense. Yeah, uh, okay. That already, you know, that already worked in 2018. I think interoperability, a lot of people talk about that, inter uh, that in general, but there is a lot of technical and strategic slash economical hurdles which we can overcome um, to actually get there. And I think, again, I have, to, I have to get credit. We had a call with many founders of many, uh, uh, you know, virtual worlds um, like a few weeks ago, a month ago. And, like, people were discussing, yeah, let's make interoperability and, like, all those, you know, uh, all those discussions. And, uh, and, again, Philip said, hey, let's do a test. Can we find at least one use case where it will make technical and economic sense for both companies to work on something um, to make it interoperable between their worlds. Because, you know, we've dis I discussed it with many, many uh, founders of virtual worlds and, and it all boils down to, hey, I don't want to do it because like, okay, here I have much more users and I'm saying, okay, but I have here much okay. more, you know, a revenue. It's always a clash of the interests of the companies. But I think blockchain is one of the steps which will bring us closer to that because inevitably, inevitably it has to happen at some sort, you know, or right. Because like if I can if I can have this avatar here, why wouldn't yeah. I want to have this avatar securely in VRChat and in, in some other platforms which can I render think, this avatar? So right. I think that at least that makes sense. Keeping the avatar. I have a, I have a question about yeah. that though, because I mean, I, I guess at that point, it's a consensual agreement between all developers Correct. involved for different Correct. platforms. Yeah, Correct. because like I, it I mean, it has, in the beginning, in the beginning, it has to be OK. And this beginning, when I say in the beginning, it can be seven year period beginning. Right. It can be even mm -hmm. 10 year period beginning. So this is definitely not something we're going to see very soon. There might be bits and pieces where it will make economic sense for both platforms to come together and say, hey, if you have this avatar, uh, you can bring this into other platform. Great example of that is Ready Player Me. Um, their avatars, you know, they're available um, on many platforms. Um, there is a certain level of interoperability. You can use, you know, you can create an, a Ready Player Me account, you can create your avatar, and you can bring it to like 150 or 160 different platforms, including Somnium. 
Um, and that's already, you know, that's a start. That's a great start. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are things we have to overcome um, in, in order to, to get there. So de definitely, uh, let me... Uh, but, 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 but getting past like the technol uh, technological hurdles, there's always going to be developers that like, for example, you go in VR chat in some of these worlds, avatars are far from child friendly, right? Like just by design, people want to look like this. There's going to be platforms that are not going to want that art style or that adult theme for sure. popping for sure. into those worlds, right? So that's worlds. why I think sure. it's... For uh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, that's but that's yeah, of course. That's like the rules have to apply and and, and companies have to agree. So right. definitely, definitely. These are there are technical, they're economical, and then there are consensual like things we need to overcome to get there. Right. But there is okay. no yeah. question in my mind. There's no question in my mind that in the long run, and again, I don't know how long that long run is, but in the long run, there will be certain level, and I think that level will be pretty deep, of interoperability between compatible worlds and i also think that the metaverse like everybody now calls the metaverse but the metaverse would look you know it will have to be super immersive it will have to be i don't i don't need to say like hyper realistic but it will have to go more in the realistic side so um you know in the long run so i think in the long run it will be shaped in into into certain like way um and it will look in a certain way so that many platforms which are working towards that direction will be kind of like ready to be interoperable at least, uh, right? Because like I can render that avatar in VRChat, but like try to bring this avatar to Rec Room, it will explode or, uh, you know, like Horizons will explode if I try to bring something like that. Like obviously it's impossible. So but things like this. I, I, I agree with most of what you're saying, but the, the realistic thing, I, I kind of think that's... Um, no, I, when I, I say realistic... No, 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 no. I look uh, again. Of course, of course, cartoon. But you can have a realistic. Like I can make a cartoon-based world in here, right? Yeah. But I need. I also need to be able to render like all of this stuff. That's right. what I'm saying. It has okay. to be ready to render the realistic stuff. It doesn't need to be the yeah. realistic stuff. Everyone will choose their own. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. That makes sense. Right, right. So, Arthur, I'm wondering, can Somnium Space ever be on something like the Quest when they actually will charge you 25% of what people earn? No, or? no, no. no. Okay. We, have our, we have our own standalone client running on Quest as a sideload, of course. Uh, it's yeah. in alpha and it's already working. But um, I don't think so. Store is not going to happen. Yeah, right? come on. I, I mean, how yeah, do you, yeah, right. how do you, like, what, what, what how do you, like, Thing, it's impossible. impossible. I, I impossible. don't want. To, I don't yeah, even want to go that route. Like <laughs> this is just like closed, closed avenue. Uh, literally like this, like closed avenue. Nothing. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. That was the perfect bridge to our next topic. Probably it could be on the pico. Oh my god, I'm a magician making those bridges. <laughs> and now Archer is gone. No, 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 no. I'm transitioning. I'm transitioning from I, the world into the base reality world. So oh, I'm just base waiting. Reality, base reality. You don't see, you see the black screen, but I'm seeing the transition, uh, cool, like VR animation, uh, <laughs> which is happening to me right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think that's the topic. Um, yeah. 47% meta wants from, from, from users. I think it's going to be a tough call when there's other options that will take 7% or whatever and, and where you can do more things. But I still think some people will be there and create s stuff and earn some money out of it, right? Because just there's so many people, right, Bradley? 
especially if they you know people talk about what if they just turn the oculus home space into an automatic horizon worlds like you just yeah oh, makes you sense. turn on yeah you turn on your quest too and you're you're in horizon worlds by default you know exactly like, Exactly. That should have been done from the beginning. I don't understand how they how they <laughs> didn't do it. I cannot imagine having all that like possibility. They didn't use like any of that. I I'm I'm, I'm absolutely baffled by that. Yeah, but th this will be like um, I don't know. For example, uh, Windows automatically pre-installing their browser. In that moment, it, it makes sense, right? But here in Europe, probably that they would get some trouble doing that kind of things. So Germany, we don't sell the Quest because of face, uh, forced Facebook login, for example. Yeah, anyways. So that's, I also agree, that is something that they should do. You put on the Quest and then you are in Horizon Worlds and you can build things and you see what other people are building. Probably it is going to be like this in the future. It would it would make so much sense. Anyways, Arthur, I thought you wanted to come to base reality now. Or you want to stay... Oh my, oh, oh my God, you want to see my face. Uh, <laughs> you, want to ruin, you want to ruin this show? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, wait. I, actually, I can do it. Yeah, so give me, give me a few minutes and I'll, uh, I'll, be, I'll be back. All right. Okay, okay perfect. Can I, use the, can I use the same link you sent me the to same log link. in? The, the same okay, link. No, but I mean, if I, if I log in before I log out here, I think it will work, right? Yeah, you're fine. You can come back okay, anytime. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, very interesting, um, these kind of worlds. Are you going to build something in any of the worlds, uh, Bradley? I built one world so far for VRChat, and it was something I put together in a weekend to do a Thanksgiving party. And it was actually this shirt I'm wearing. These are all the attendees from uh, oh, that's that, cool. that uh, Thanksgiving party I did in VRChat. Cool. But yeah, right. um, I, I, I do like creating stuff. I, I just always need to find the, the time <laughs> to right, do right. it. Um, it always feels great. Like, so just, just to, for a few minutes while Archer yeah, gets exactly. going, um, I made some Half-Life Alex maps and those were like the first things I yeah. really like buckled down to create something for like a game or anything. And at the beginning of it, it was just like small experimentation. But when I put the headset on and can see the, the, the thing I was building like on a flat screen, but immerse myself into it, there's a very strong addiction in your magic. brain where you just want to keep, yeah, it's magic. You it's really, really want to keep yeah. recreating and creating more things, especially when your VR is involved. So yeah, I definitely recommend anyone try to just make their own world or whatever for any VR experience. They'll, they'll enjoy it. I, I guarantee. I think so too. Like making something and then really stepping into it. Wow. Yeah. I think those people who, who make whole games. Wow. <laughs> That must be really the real magic. I mean, but even making a level, it's already very close to making a game, yeah. right? Because you're like recreating the game. Yeah, cool. Let me just go into the next topic already, and let's let me introduce uh, what what actually Pico is doing here in Europe or in general. So, yeah, the people who are watching <laughs> MRTV, they totally know every single detail already. But probably somebody is just uh, listening to the podcast and doesn't know what this is all about. So this here is a new standalone headset. Well, it's not so new, actually. It is from a company called Pico, a Chinese company that was recently acquired by ByteDance, the company that owns... Um, TikTok, like TikTok is huge right now, right? The, the One of the biggest social media companies. And Pico themselves, they have been around for quite a while. 
and they are headset makers. So even before the Oculus Go, they had a device that there was basically an Oculus Go. And also they had another Sixtoff standalone headset. So they have been at this game for quite a while. But then when the Quest came out, they stopped to compete for the Western market. They stopped to compete with the Quest. Instead, they changed their business model and they went enterprise only. So they were selling these standalone headsets in Europe and in the US to enterprise customers. And that was very successful actually. However, we as consumers, we did not, yeah, um, had the chance to buy the standalone headsets or we could buy them, but they were very expensive and there was nothing in the store for gaming. So yeah, that was a bit unfortunate. However, in China, Pico actually is a huge player because in China, there is no Facebook, there's no Meta and in China, you cannot buy a Quest, but you can buy the Pico Neo 3. And actually, they are the market leader there for VR, for consumers. They have a store, people buy um, this device, the Pico Neo 3, actually, and they have lots of games, and everything is, is going pretty well for them. Now, uh, like a couple of days ago, they had an announcement at Laval, at a exhibition, at a VR exhibition in France, here in Europe, <coughs> and they have announced that they are coming back to the Western market, first to Europe with a beta launch, and they are launching twenty-two thousand of this year, the Pico Neo Three Pro, which actually they have rebranded to Pico Neo Three. Link. So the Pico Neo 3 Pro, or this this headset here, this device that I'm having here, this is basically a carbon copy of the Quest 2. Everything's the same. It's it's really, really the same thing. It has an XR2 chipset inside. It has four cameras uh, for inside-out tracking. The controllers work just the same like, like the Quest 2s with infrared light that they are emitting. Everything is the same, basically. It's a, it's a standalone headset with 256 um, gigabyte of storage. You can play standalone games, and it is a carbon copy of the Quest 2. However, they do have some something which is a little bit different here. They have one extra port here on the top, and uh, it has display port output. So when you connect this to your PC, you have a fully fledged PC VR headset. It's it acts like a native headset, and the video stream goes to the pan to the one panel, same panel as in the Quest 2, of course. <laughs> it goes there natively, so there's no compression whatsoever, and it uses the full panel resolution. And I can tell you. The, the Link mode, it just looks better than Quest Link mode, even though Quest is great with Link and Air Link, really good. They have done uh, a fantastic job at Meta, right? But it's still compressed and you still can see um, artifacts. You can still see compression artifacts in dark scenes and so on. But here, this is now, this becomes a fully fledged PC VR headset when you connect it to your DisplayPort button. Um, and, well, they are, yeah, kind of competing with Facebook even, or with Meta, even on the price. And that is something that no other company could do until now. 
because all of the other headsets like HTC they also have a standalone headset the Focus 3 which is like ridiculously expensive like more than thousand dollars yeah right and uh, yeah it's not targeted targeted at us consumers but this is and this sells for 399 UK pounds or 449 euros comes with a 256 gigabyte of storage just like the biggest quest so they have price parity but on top they will also give you that five meter link cable and they have a big bigger battery so you get three and a half hours of battery life out of this and they have this kind of elite strap right from the bat so overall if you compare the value proposition the value is actually higher here but you must also think that the store cannot compete against the Quest Store. You know, the Quest Store is amazing. There's so many games there. Everything goes to Quest Store, and it's clearly there where it's at, right? Then you have all the all the exclusive games that are coming to the platform and all, all the studios that Facebook bought or Meta bought. It was such a smart move. So you won't see things like Beat Saber on this device, or you won't see Grand Theft Auto that we're all waiting for on this device, right? So the store... While it's not bad, there's there's actually more than way more than hundred titles and also titles that we love, right? Like After the Fall is there, Red Matter is there, Hyper Dash is there. Like like really a lot of good games. It's not like it's all like Chinese crap. <laughs> it has really it has really it has really. Good, yeah, I'm sorry, China, but you know what I'm talking about, right? They, they have really games that we know and love there too, but it's still it's still it cannot compete right now against meta yeah so but still it's an interesting pr proposition here in europe at least especially for people who um who were considering okay do i get the quest 2 or do i get something like the reverb g2 right if they want to have something that is uh, visually pleasing in vr they probably would go for the reverb g2 but now they have another option kind of which is like in the middle right because this is really a good pc vr headset that is the interesting part yeah so that is yeah, that is basically um, where it's at, um, and yeah, I would like to um, know about uh, know what you think, um, Bradley. What are your thoughts when you heard about this launch? Yeah, I heard for a while they were planning to bring a device to the West. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense that they're bringing it to Europe first because all I can hear, I mean, I'm from US, but all I hear from Europeans is that Meta does not like market anything in the, in europe compared to like the us for example where the us you can go to stores there's just quest twos and walmarts and stuff like cases and, and and you know setups and everything you know horizons not even in europe or any way in, in exactly. any sort of I can't form. get it at all yeah yeah and yeah germany yeah exactly yeah, germany right. it's not even sold um right, so right. i think them targeting europe first was smart uh as far as the hardware goes i mean it's um, I, I, I think it, so a lot of people ask me all the time, what has, what headset should they get as their first headset? And if this was in the USA and people did not care about data or anything, which a lot of people just don't like, it's the yeah, truth. I, I understand. Um, same here. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of these people ask me specifically, they want a PCBR headset or something like a good value PCBR headset. And I usually don't have a good answer for them, honestly, as a first good value PC VR headset. But this device that includes standalone functionality and like actual, you know, the the, the uh, compressionless tether 
I, I would be telling people to get this and like at least they can dip their toes in VR and PC VR and then maybe they like it a lot, which they probably will. They can start spending more money in it. Um, I, I think Pico is generally a sleeper in terms of what people expect from them. Uh, ByteDance, ever since they bought Pico, they're actually on a ginormous hiring spree just for mm -hmm. Pico. Like it's actually insane what they're doing. Um, and not just that, they they have a very good Pico has a very good relationship with Gortech. Before ByteDance bought Pico, Gortech actually owned Pico completely. Mm -hmm. So any headset like Meta, all their headsets are made at Gortech. Sony, all the PlayStation VR 2 are assembled by Gortech. Right. That's a that's a very good partnership to have. So they can they can They're coming from create... the same factory like Quest 2. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah, it look, I mean, exactly. obviously, it looks like it too. Yeah. But yeah. Um, like this part, it looks exactly. They just put something black, so it's not too too funny, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like unbelievable. No, yeah. but I I do think Pico, like even though yeah, they okay, they were just bought like November last year. It's only been four months, right? And with that funding, if you believe that VR is going to be very competitive in the long term, I do think this company that is. I mean, their their social platform is destroying Facebook in terms of users and like everything with TikTok, like, and they can leverage TikTok to make this device even more uh, desirable. Uh, there was a report that even in China, they just when when ByteDance, when ByteDance uh, first bought Pico, they started using their TikTok ads to just push the Pico Neo Three to yeah, consumers in China. And they actually raised their estimated sales in China because those just just placing those ads on TikTok videos allowed right. them to sell way more even than they expected. So yeah. I know I'm talking a lot, but one more no, thing. No, I love that you're talking a lot. It's perfect. Yeah. Man. So one thing that especially people really don't understand, and I think it will surprise them. You're, you're already seeing a little bit of this with VTubers, you know, like the, the people that pretend they're anime girls and they make videos all the time playing games and stuff. Let's say that Pico releases a Cambria um, competitor with eye and face tracking. They can leverage yeah, their super see. popular TikTok <laughs> platform and then have people able to use the eye and face tracking data with those avatars that people become right. very emotional about and release videos instead of just, you know, tic most TikTok videos is some guy's real life face and then reacting to a video. They can yeah, have yeah. you your avatar face reacting to videos and just upload straight from the headset directly to TikTok. Like they 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 can do some really great stuff for the age group they're targeting. Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think you pretty much nailed the whole business model there already. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this could this could absolutely absolutely happen. Who knows? That that might that might happen. But right for for, for right now for this device though. If you want to use it as a um, PC VR headset, you don't need any login, which I personally love. I, I, it feels so yeah, relieving for me that I can use the headset without having to log into Facebook and also without having, having to log into Pico. That is cool. I can just use this as an offline headset whenever I use Steam VR, if I want to use PC VR um, f on this device, right? If I want to buy something off the store, obviously, then I have to make a Pico account. However, the, P the Pico account is at least not now not connected to any social network, which I really, which I personally really prefer, as you know. Yeah. Anyways, um, I want to ask Arthur, what, what were your thoughts about that launch, about that Pico launch? 
You guessed it um, right, by the way. When I, I was teasing it with through the lens, uh, <laughs> with through the lens videos on my channel, right? And I was talking with Arthur, and he was like, "Ah, it's Pico, right?" <laughs> uh, look, uh, not only you have sources, right? No. Um, so, <laughs> right. Uh, to, to 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 me, um, I think two things. Uh, apart from it being or looking very similar or the same as Quest. Um, uh, I think, of course, one thing we announced uh, on our Somnium Connect about our headset is that it will have a direct, um, you know, direct PCVR mode, um, overcoming all the compression. So uh, it's great that they're bringing it. Um, you know, uh, this is definitely a needed feature. Um, I think also a lot of people, and I see it constantly, um, I think a lot of people underestimate the power of, um, of innovation happening in China. Like people still live in a world where they think that China is actually like a copycat, you know, part of the world. Dear world, um, China made the quest. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, they are not already like I. If you know, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a let's say heavy pro user of mobile phones, right? And and I see the development even of the mobile phone and the platforms and how they are evolving like Chinese phones overtaking any other phone in the, in the world by, um, by capabilities. And I think, you know, also software-wise, they have improved incredibly. So the same thing I think will happen to, to many other VR, uh, you know, um, companies like Pico. And I think Pico will be a huge player as well. I also don't think that there will be um, uh, in the future that there will be like one or two or three like dominant players on the market of VR headsets, which will own the whole the whole thing. Uh, I would do everything I can not to, you know, not not that to happen ever. Um, whatever we can do at Somnium to stop that trend, we will do that, and we will do contrary. Um, so I think the VR headset market hopefully will be much more fragmented um, in terms of the hardware, so people will have more choice um, to choose from. Um, so yeah, I think. Look, I think Pico again, apart from it being uh, the same copy of of the Quest, offers a great value. Um, I think it's a definitely, as you said, really. I think if someone would ask me, what do they need to buy as the starter headset, uh, I would always, right now, say, or most always, depending on their budget, I would say, hey, Pico is the great uh, pick if you are in Europe. Um, if you're in US, I'm so sorry for you. No, you know, it's just like uh, you, you have to probably buy Quest um, if your, your budget is limited. So, yeah, I mean, uh, props to Pico. Hopefully they will be more responsible uh, for their business models and treating of users um, than uh, Meta and others. Uh, but we'll see. The, the time will tell. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, interesting that you would um, like suggest people to pick up the, the Pico. Actually, now... If somebody would ask me here in Germany, hey, I would like to have a PC VR headset, probably I would also recommend it. Normally I would Yeah, what else? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, normally I would recommend the Reverb G2, which is a fantastic PC VR headset, as you know, I like it. However, now, well, this is cheaper and you have the standalone mode, which is cool. And it's not like there's nothing in the store, really. They have exactly. like they have exactly. like 200 things and and now because because they came out now here, they have much more exposure to developers because developers are also watching MRTV and other YouTubers, right? Yeah, and like also talk about SideQuest could play a role in it. I mean, you Who know, knows? there's a yeah. lot of, exactly, there's a lot Who of things knows? which could happen. 
Um, so and and so, anyways, their store will get more exposure now. More people know about Pico. Probably some developers even didn't know that there is an alternative, like like Archer, like you, for example. You said, "Hey, I I will never put Somnium Space clients onto the Quest. You will not never be able to do so because of the twenty five percent or thirty percent." No, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's not about, about the money. money. Okay, okay, yeah, but. It's but but would you but probably you would be thinking about putting it on the pico store i can tell you like i don't think that's like on on uh on, like on an immediate on an immediate <laughs> horizon but but and this is my personal but this is my personal opinion right now um and i have to you know validate it uh more but i would be more open to explore okay. a partnership with Pico or some sort of partnership with Pico than with Facebook, for sure. Yeah, that that that's, if you ask me like this, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, right. However, when when people don't have a gaming PC, it would be tough to recommend it over the Quest Two, right? Because the Quest Two has amazing value and all the stuff that they want, they will that they will want is there, right? They they want to play Beat Saber, they want to play uh, Grand Theft Auto. They want to play um, some other exclusive games, right? So, so the, uh, if you think just standalone, I think right now um, the Pico will have a tough time to comp to compete against something like the Quest Two. I think that's a matter of time. I think that's just a matter of like in terms of resources and money. I think Biden's is much better positioned yeah, than have. Facebook. They yeah, but but they're much yes. better positioned for the future. While yeah. you know they, they, because they people are, they love are. TikTok and they don't love Facebook, the young people, I think, right? Yeah, yeah and, it's, and a I think, it's a fact. Exactly. Yes, and 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 I think even beyond that, you know, like the 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 business model, the approach, the business approach, and all of that stuff. I think they're much better positioned financially and um, strategically as the company than Facebook. And it comes back to my yeah. theory that Facebook feels being pressed to the wall either by regulations or by competition like Biden's, that's why they start doing and blinking earlier than Biden, than Biden's and Pico because they have to, while Biden's doesn't have to, you know? And I think these are things which will affect the uh, the future decision-making on, on, on their side. Again, I have no idea. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just telling my opinion, but that's what how I feel it uh, from the management point of view and from like company standpoint. Okay. So, um... Obviously, there's lots of data privacy concerns with Facebook because of their business model. But how about ByteDance? Wouldn't it be the same thing, but of even course. worse because it's even China? <laughs> I mean, like why, honestly, why worse? Okay, wait. I, I want no, to talk no, but, to people no, but, always. But really, but but I really mean it. Like, yeah, but think 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 about it. Like, if you if you are if you have to cho choose, okay, both both data. Data mining from 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 both of that is bad. Okay, we can agree on that. Um, yeah, right, and right. any data mining of users is bad. But if you, as the Western European or U.S. citizen, have to choose, which country do you want your data to be mined and used against you in the future? What do you choose? Because here in U.S. or in Europe, they can mine the data and use it against you because you live here. In China, you're like. Pfft. You know, okay. I mean, they have a lot of data about me in China, but like it's in China. I live here. 
maybe they can you target me better, but they cannot use like you know they can go hardcore on me if 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 something happens or whatever. So I think generally speaking, like having data mined by any country is bad. But if you have to choose, I'd probably choose something which is much further away from me. Uh, then which is directly next to my nose, you know, <laughs> uh, mining my data. Yeah, mining my data right here. <laughs> and then someone would say, hey, uh, actually, we learned about what you are doing, like, and you are spending too much time in VR and you are living in Germany. We want <laughs> to, like, genius, you know, really. we, we want to execute your, uh, like, some powers above you because you, uh, you know, we control your data. Ah, okay, in okay. You are not in China. You don't care what they, what they mine about you, like, literally, uh, because, you know, that's, that cannot be probably used against you on that territory. <laughs> So this kind of things, like people have to realize that okay, who is data mining? Why they're doing it? What data are available? I mean, if you look about privacy scandals right now with Apple, Google, um, and the government interconnection between that, that this is a huge, you know, um, Pandora box. Which if you dive deeper into that, you understand how horrible the whole the whole like ecosystem is of data mining and uh, and uh, data privacy. Okay, but you know what, Arthur? I think probably lots of people will will feel exactly the opposite to you. They'd rather trust the American brand than the Chinese brand, which are on the long run yeah, the big geopolitical. Good, uh, good luck. Yeah, but good luck. <laughs> that's that. That my only answer is good luck. Again, as I said, you have to please cut this into a short clip. Any data data mining of any user is bad. Okay, yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah, of course. I agree with you. But what are your thoughts, um, Brad, about this? Would you rather have uh, your, your American company um, know everything about you or, or would you rather have like a Chinese um, company, which on, in the long run is is the geopolitical enemy of America? So I'm the worst person <laughs> oh, are we getting this so, question. Okay, we're getting so political. I love it. <laughs> because um, I, like, okay, I don't like any data. Like I'm, I've been always pretty outward about that, but when you, you compare you want, countries, you don't, you don't care no, about data. No, I sorry, I don't care. I don't like the data collection stuff. Yeah, me, me neither. We are on yeah, the same. Yeah. We're it. on the exactly. same. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I'm the worst person to ask the specific what is worse question for okay. between China and U.S. Because my wife is Chinese, and before COVID, I would travel to China a lot. So they probably already right. know everything about me over there just from the, the process of getting a visa and, and just being over there in general. So, right, um, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, but I, I, lo I love it. Like, you have a, you the, have the a unique is, perspective. You have a unique yeah. perspective. You, you, you know see what? the two worlds. I, I also have a unique perspective about the whole thing with China because my wife is Taiwanese. So, it's, uh, yeah, I'm very sensitive <laughs> to, to right. Chinese matters. Right, you know, mm -hmm. so I I really understand the whole thing that's going on there. It's not fun. It's really like it's it's absolutely as serious as Ukraine is now. So yeah, I'm and I'm my well, friends. I'm Ukrainian. My you're, wife, you're, so, well, and this I'm podcast <laughs> exactly. We know this truth. We know the truth. We, okay? we know what's going <laughs> we know. on. And we're talking about something serious, something like like headset. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So, you know what what I was thinking about the, like my concern right now with with Pico that they are a Chinese company is um their their content policy. I I simply cannot I don't think that it would be as as open as as Facebook's is. Like for uh, what I'm talking about, I do think that there would be some kind of political censorship because it's the first time that a Chinese company has a content store in the West that I would use. 
So I'm wondering, what if what if somebody makes the most amazing VR documentary about Tiananmen Square? Can it can it be on the pickle? What if what if you think so? I think so. Um, I, I I think people don't understand. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but a few years ago, uh, the U.S. made a big deal about ByteDance. Um, yeah, I can they remember. Were, yeah, they were trying to sell off the U.S. portion to, I think, Microsoft was even a bidder during that or Oracle, whatever. Oracle, Oracle wanted to buy it. Oh, I Oracle. Think. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so I think uh, what people don't understand is, yeah, obviously the entirety of ByteDance is owned by China, but I think the teens and even the stores and the platform itself would be very separate. Um, similar to how, right, I don't know if you right. know this, but there's a Steam China that's trying to flourish over on China that's totally separate from the Steam that's everywhere else. And even though Steam uh, worldwide is available in China and stuff um, here and there, the Chinese government doesn't really like moderate that but they'll moderate their version the steam right. china okay. right that, that makes has, so much sense yeah. i i think i think you're right probably the tiananmen thing it can be here on the pico euro store store without any problems and they would have another store in china right where it totally will not be yeah that makes so much sense probably that's also probably how tiktok works right probably you can say everything yeah. that you want on tiktok world but then there must be a tiktok china and then suddenly there's nothing anymore about these kind of things. Okay, yep. that does make sense. That does make sense then. Yeah. Interesting, right? Interesting thoughts. <laughs> yeah, but but really for me, it's like probably the first time that I would have like a content store where I buy things from that are that's really from China. Like I'm not on TikTok. So I don't know. Yeah, me neither, me neither. Are you on TikTok, no. um, Bradley? No, I'm not. No. Okay. Yeah, probably. Actually, wait, I might be because my, my my wife made me one, tried to push me to <laughs> upload stuff, but yeah, right. I feel like I feel like an old person when I go on there, honestly. Very yeah. big disconnection with the content on there. I literally felt like my brain is being sucked out of me when I was watching this. <laughs> like, but the same way I think about like Facebook. I'm not using Facebook, yeah. but like when I when I logged in like, I don't know, some months ago just to like uh, check when I when I when I look at the feed, I'm like, oh my god, uh, away from it, away from it. <laughs> quicker, yeah. uh, the quicker the the better. Like, can you imagine me trying to figure out how to cut down my 40 minute video <laughs> analyzations <laughs> and put okay. them on TikTok? Impossible, okay. I wanna, impossible. Post it on Twitter, but I want to see it. Okay, I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. How to about heads and leaks in 40 seconds? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that would be. That That's would a be great really challenge. Fun. That's a great challenge. <laughs> that really is a great challenge. Yeah. Anyways, so the headset is really good. However, um, it is a bit dated. Let's be honest. Right. It's a, it's a great headset, but we have seen this headset for already one and a half years. Right, we we know this headset, so it lacks this kind of hotness factor. It is a really good headset, and I again, I would recommend it to people in Europe who want to have a PC VR headset right now because it has these added stuff. But if they only want a standalone headset uh, just by itself, then it's it's impossible not to recommend the Quest Two. If you don't like, uh, yeah. If you um, if you don't hate Meta, for well, the hotness, the, you the have to come to different companies, okay? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. But anyways, um, I would like to ask you, um, Bradley, since you're from the states, um, what is your feeling about them not releasing this in 
in in the states because I know there's quite some disappointment going on, and I know th th that some people who are listening now. I'm looking at you, Q2C. <laughs> they were like super disappointed that the device doesn't come out uh, in in the states. So 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 what what are your thoughts about they not coming out in the states, um, Bradley? I think it's a matter of time. Honestly, um, I know they're hiring an entire U.S. team for Pico okay. as well. So it is going so to happen, yeah? It's going to happen. Um, they might be waiting for the successor to come out uh, when it comes to USA. Okay. Yeah, I think so as well, yeah. Again, yeah, when so it comes to sense. marketing versus Meta, who, again, Meta spends most of their marketing in the United States, that are releasing this device that's like more oh, like a year old or something old? something like that um would just be noise to the u.s market compared to right. europe again which right. we explain that meta doesn't really market as well um to europeans yeah. but when they have a new device that might be a competitor to cambria or whatever meta has next i i think they will they'll go for it a, a bit more i agree and honestly speaking i think it makes so much sense that they're not coming out in the states right now first of all because of what you said um probably here's more they could get more reception especially like in germany where we cannot officially get the quest even though <laughs> i just go to amazon france and get it uh, two days later it's also no problem at all but if they came out with this now in the states like like big time as in you can buy it in any uh what do you call uh, buy those things in the walmart can you buy quest in the walmart i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah they have their, can, okay. like you know you how can. like xbox stands oh, yeah. really have, okay that's like amazing that. that is so cool thank you so much qtc gamer there <laughs> um yeah so um yeah if it came out in the states like this and and you could buy it anywhere but then after six months, they would come out with their successor. Everybody would feel like totally um, like shocked and they would feel bad about this brand, right? Even people in the States felt bad about the Quest 2 coming out so soon after the Quest 1. And it seems like the successor will come out really soon, right? They And it's kind of fair. They kind of let us know by this 35... Um, percent discount which is like crazy right they, they said mm -hmm. like okay for those twenty-two thousand people that buy this headset we're sorry <laughs> something will come out within 12 months right so you are going to get a 35 percent discount on that next headset on the pico 4 or whatever it's going to be called and you will be the first people who are able to buy it because probably there will be a huge demand because it's so great and who knows Probably it's it's the sexy headset that we were hoping for, right? And then suddenly people want it, and then there's um, too much demand, and only those guys who who bought this here will get it, and then they will even get a 35% discount. So yeah, the the new thing will come out. They are working on it. Probably it's already it's ready, and it's going to come out in in a couple of months or so, I guess. So so that means if they came out full force in the states with this everybody would feel super pissed at them to come out with something better six months later, right? So it, yeah. it's, it's, it just makes sense that they have this small lounge. I think they also need to prepare, right? I think they also need yeah. to, to iron out all their, all, the, all, the, all their um, delivery channels, all their even production, also the team, the marketing, everything. Right. You know, it doesn't happen like from one day to another. So this is the good for them. That's like, you know, by slightly changing, um, you know, 
the quest and adding like few few tweaks uh, and bits and pieces. It's a yeah, good, already, yeah. you know, the good good preparation for for what's coming out. They will iron out all the processes and and then they will be ready to kind of strike maybe also some content, and then they will be able to like strike more vividly against uh, against Facebook um, with their with their next release probably. Totally agreed. And also, what's good and what's helping them, they coming out right now. It opens the gates for developers to go to their store because now they do have this this publicity here on this here in this <laughs> on this podcast right now and on others. So, for for example, Guy Godin from Virtual Desktop, he is porting Virtual Desktop over to the device. Right, that's that's fantastic news for the platform. That means okay, there will be perfect, there will be perfect um, wireless streaming from that Pico device, Pico Four or whatever it's going to be called. And yeah, lots of lots of current games who never knew that there's a Pico now they see okay, hey, I can make my money there too, and even sell in China and now Europe and soon America on that sexy Cambria competitor. So in my in my opinion, what they do now with that limited launch, it makes super much sense. Even though, of course, I can understand there's disappointment that you cannot buy it in the states, but if you think about it like this, it makes so much sense. It's a smart thing to do. And then with the Pico Neo 4, they're going to strike in the states, and then they will be competitor to the Cambria. Oh my God! What a perfect bridge to the next topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, is there anything more to say? You're I think killing I, it. I'm killing it today. <laughs> yeah, wow, wow, really, what an amazing show. Yeah, but I think I think they will strike against the Cambria. That's that's what I think. Not against the Quest 2 because they cannot compete against the Quest 2 right now. But if their store is full, if the next device is sexy, which for sure it will be, and also as cheap because they have the money to subsidize it, just like. Just like um, the, the the quest, I think for the next generation is going to be Pico against Meta. Would you agree? And, and PSVR for sure as well. But in standalone, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. And Apple bloodbath. will come. Exactly. And, and, exactly. Oh my, and and Valve. Oh my goodness! Everyone will just be talking about VR, and they're going to watch MRTV. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you you forgot about one headset as well, but yeah, oh no yeah, problem. oh yeah. Okay, no, 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 no. Right, exactly. So we're not going to. I'm talk the about master the of Segway. <laughs> yeah, you, you are the master of Segway. Exactly. Oh my goodness, I nearly forgot to talk about the Somnium Space headset. So at the first Somnium Connect, I was in Prague, and you showed it there for the first time, Artur. Yes. Are, are you coming into reality now? Um, no, 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 no. I'm, uh, okay. my downloading, my downloading speed just dropped. Do you hear me still or not? Yeah, we, we hear you. We hear you. So do tell us about your headset. So first of all, who is it for? Why do you do it? When will it come out? What specs and how expensive? Only those few questions. <laughs> okay. From everything, everything uh, ex uh, except the expensive, I already answered on uh, Somnium Connect, but uh, no yeah. problem. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah. Look, I, th I, th I think the, 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 the whole. Um, I can tell that we're doing it like differently, like really, really differently. Um, and I know many people think like, oh, you know, why and what's the point and how you could ever compete and. All of these kind of things, but to me, I looked 
already one and a half years ago, I looked at, at the at the market and I and I and I looked at the the landscape of the VR headsets and and I said to myself, the way how the market right now evolves is that there are several companies, and there will be more, but still there are several companies trying to create a gatekeeping, you know, silos of their platforms controlled by hardware. The only reason why Mark is so excited about Meta and Facebook, apart from hopefully him believing in the, the metaverse as the platform in general, but he knows that that's next computing platform. And he completely missed the mobile phones. He tried to enter right. it several times. He missed yeah. it severely. And he's being limited right now. He's being killed by not being the platform. And that is why he tries to build it. And to me, you know, and they can tell you like great stories about how metaverse will be enabler for many people, blah, blah, but I don't think that they believe it, right? They, I think they, they want to control the platform. They want to control where people are and what people see. And, and to me, I said, wait, where is the, where, where Somni will be in like 10 years from now? And one of the big aspects, you know, we're a virtual reality platform. Um, one of the aspects is people need VR headsets to enter Somnium. But if those VR headsets will be closed silos, you know, those silos will be gatekeepers. And I said to myself, I, we don't want to have any gatekeepers controlling people access to Somnium space. Like that cannot happen. It just cannot happen. And the, same, and the second reason to me was, I don't want to live in a world where, where VR headsets are controlled you know, by big corporations and we are being controlled by what, is, what you can see, how you can operate within those boundaries. We're all seeing this horrible business tactics by, 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 by Facebook, uh, copying other competitors, you know, apps and releasing their own apps and things like this. This is just like really bad. And those two factors, you know, I, I said, look, we have to create our own headset for number one, we need to let users decide their own, you know, how they access Somnium space without a permission from any other company. That's number one. Number two, we want to create a headset which, you know, we want to see the market which is more open source, where people buy their hardware and they own their hardware and they can do things uh, with their hardware which they want to do. It's up to them. It's not up to mark me or someone else to decide what they're going to do so mm -hmm. this kind of are two reasons why we created uh, and why we're working on uh, on our own headset apart from also number three i thought we can offer something slightly different and also in some cases better um than the competition so you know those one to three reasons brought us to a realization at Somnium has to produce its own headset, and that headset has to be open source, and that headset has to be good, um, and it has to be something you would want to own, and you would own for rather an extended period of time, um, and you know, not not trying to exchange it in a in a half a year cycles or so. So, things like this. This is this is the this is the uh, the, the main part. Okay, so how far are you in that development? Um, could you could you share some specs with us, or can you share like? I mean, the, the specs which you've seen on the uh, on the during the presentation are pretty yeah. much the specs uh, which we are working on. Where probably you can deeply... uh, reiterate for people who were not at the conference like me. 
<laughs> I mean, there's there's a long list. I mean, we have a high resolution headset with you know like three and a half K per eye. Uh, it's a, a screen. Uh, oh, we have uh, 512 gigs of storage. Uh, we have uh, eight gigs of RAM. It's a standalone headset. XR, XR2 chip. Yeah. It's a standalone headset with the native uh, PC VR mode. Um, non, oh no! Non... Just like the Pico. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, uh, that's, but that's good, but you know, correct. Of course, I mean, uh, th th this is something we we we. I'm absolutely you know, as as the VR as a heavy VR user, this is something I absolutely want and need. Um, it's fun. It's great to have this possibility to have uncompressed video. It looks good. Exactly. So th th this is this is uh, this is it, and then um, of course XR2 chip um, with inside-out tracking. Um, we're also working on our own controllers, um, and that is something we are trying to trying to uh, bring uh, some cool level of innovation into. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, th this is you know this is something we're very excited. We're deep into development right now. Um, we, of course, you both are, and I can you know I already invite you to Somnium Connect 2022. Uh, which will happen in Prague, um, and okay, we cool. would be yeah, we would love would to come. be what, right exactly, Bradley? and you, <laughs> yeah, if you, Prague if is you good. Got, if, exactly, <laughs> uh, you you yeah, definitely would be I've glad to, to see to, to to see you uh, to see you there, um, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely be uh, showing if everything goes right because there's you know development hardware development. I've been there many times and. Hardware development sometimes is, un sucks. is you know, uh, it doesn't suck. No, I, I don't think so. Uh, it, it's just it's just something. It's hard. Um, it's not easy. Exactly. That's why it's called called hardware, right? Um, it's not easy. It's it's something where some things could happen, uh, which could lead to delays. Um, there might be unpredictable delays, and there also might be some delays which uh, you know we might cause because we would say, hey let's make this a bit different or better and it will take us two months more uh but our goal at this moment is to uh showcase fully working vr headsets on the somnium connect um and announce exact dates of deliveries um and shipments um for probably like q1 ish uh 2023 so that is at the moment like a hot news to you like that's how we look at the that timeline is cool. that is amazing so, and yeah, a lot of people so are working on it so yeah that would we be are, amazing we're moving so forward. probably we all going to meet in prague bradley that would be amazing right that would be cool that'd be so cool i haven't been there before that'd be great yeah guys if you if you if you just mark the calendars in prague in the end of the december okay. um yeah, like take your wife uh and bring them to <laughs> to uh, to um, to Prague. Uh, you know, Prague in Christmas during Christmas period is amazing. Uh, yeah. We'll have a great time. We'll have a great conference this uh, this year. We'll try to make it maybe even two days. So we'll have more presentations. Maybe even you you guys would present as well as if you have something to present and showcase. Definitely Ourselves. lots of you know. It's very presentable. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. That's. I mean, I meant on top of that. All right, <laughs> not only that. So. Yeah, so so th this is this is this is something we we are very serious about. There is a lot of uh, people, you know, a lot of people, a lot of effort, a lot of capital going into it, um, and we will continue to, um, to to work on it as as hard and as fast as possible. Mm, and probably within a month or two, we'll, uh, we will uh, release some more information about the development state 
uh, and also some information about the controllers. Um, I can drop some exclusive uh, uh, thing. We are trying to. Um, that's okay. not. Con that's not. That's not guaranteed. But we are trying to. Tell us the exclusive um, thing. That's what we YouTubers are after. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what exactly. we need. So, <laughs> so you know, we. It, this is an inside-out tracking uh, headset. Um, but we also try to bring controllers which will also track uh, all five fingers. So kind of like, you know, okay. uh, five finger tracking, like oh, you have on index controllers, uh, but in a form and shape of closer to what, you know, Quest or, or Vive Focus 3 controllers. So that is what we are trying to bring in that so that you good, have right? that. For, for uh, Somnium, that makes so much sense. You want to Exactly. Have I mean, you, you yeah. for social VR, right? And of course, yeah. this headset is will be open source. So you have full access to Android and to majority of sensors to which we can give you access, right? So you would you would control your own destiny. Uh, you know, you would be able to play Somnium on it, uh, but you can just delete everything. And, and, and control your own destiny. <laughs> Somnium space headset. No, this is not a tagline. This is the truth of life. This is hardcore truth of life. That's how it should be. Okay, that's how what <laughs> yeah, I believe I in. And and, and 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 this is this is this is absolutely. If you pay your own money. You don't want to feel bad about logging in or, you know, um, being able to log in somewhere or use something. You paid it, you own it, you use it. Like that's very simple. There are very simple things in life and they, they have to stay true. Um, yeah. So for us, this is, you know, again, this is something where it's strategically absolutely incredibly important for the company to have this headset on because we cannot afford gatekeepers to control their access uh, or our access of our users to Somnium or any other app they want to use, right? So I think the world has Got to it. have something like that, and uh, we hope we'll deliver. And I have to give a shout-out to another headset, which I'm mo most most excited about, uh, apart from, of course, uh, crazy cool VR engineers, uh, super high uh, and, uh, and uh, no distortion, 210 degrees uh, field of view stuff, which I love uh, to use. Uh, but another headset, which I think is the, the, the most anticipated one, is Lynx. Because that headset yeah, is That's a, cool a killer. One. I loved it, yeah. It's a killer. And I think that headset has the potential to, you know, to, to be the AR headset um, of, of, the, of the year, uh, of the year to come and of this year and next year. And I think um, because... I'm also the master of Segway because we'll talk about Cambria and other stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. I think yeah. I think I many say, things like when you, when I saw your render, by the way, uh, Bradley. I think I replied to your tweet or something. I said, "Hey, that's actually like that's links, you know, like that's yeah. exactly already what something already exists. I had it in my hands, so like, okay, yeah. Cambria, you better bring something something good because I've already seen this in my hands. So yeah, so that's another another way, and I like how you know what Stan is doing and how he approaches stuff, and I think we're aligned there uh, very much. Um, uh, in, in terms of uh, in terms of the vision, uh, and I think exactly companies like ours will push in a complete opposite direction from what other big corporations will want to do. And I think that's where the fight will happen. The fight will happen against open source towards closed ecosystems and mm -hmm. companies like us who they cannot kind of control against the companies who are trying to really bring all the users under one umbrella. Uh, so I think that's the, that's the next battlefield. Um, and we cannot lose this fight. It's just impossible. Uh, what, what I say, I'm not saying it overconfident. I'm saying we cannot afford to lose this fight. That's I what it. I mean. 
I understand. Yeah, one last question about your headset. Sounds great with the specs. However, it won't be a cheap headset, right? It's not something like like Deca Gear was trying to do. Deca Gear, they no, want to I mean, do everything, look, exactly. but it you, was you, too cheap. And yeah, exactly. You, you, look, you look at Deca Gear and say, okay, how can it be uh, unless, unless someone is completely uh, donating uh, the price? So regarding the pricing, we have not released any, any pricing yet. Um, uh, it will not be cheap headset, um, but we also, right. because it's an open source and it's a modular headset, so meaning that you would, you would be able to, um, you know, 3D print some additional um, add-ons to the headset and, and fix it to this and we'll release the, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the connectors so that you can actually 3D print them yourself. Uh, we will try to prolong the life time of your headset as long as possible so we give you a great baseline you know it's 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 a it's a great great greatly spec headset um and then we hope it will stay with you rather a little bit longer than what is your average headset staying with you uh so that's that's one thing and um another thing is you know as i said our business model is transparent right so we could uh you know without because when 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 someone like meta is donating or selling it very cheaply you immediately ask yourself okay how do they make money and everybody kind of anticipates how in our case you would know how you know and even if we would you know make a discount to someone for example land owners might have a discount or new land owners who purchase or who actively participate in Somnium community. Because if you are a creator and you sell tons of avatars in Somnium, you already generate revenue for us, right? And and you might get the, you know, the headset with a the, with the, with the heavy discount because you already generated that revenue. You already earned your money, but also you generate revenue for the platform. So those kind of people will be definitely um, in an advantage um, to get a cheaper version of our headset or cheaper headset um, with a discount. All right. Got it. Yeah, for all the people who are watching this stream right now, this is the Somnium headset that Arthur showed on Somnium Connect 1 in Prague last year. And the man on the right, that is actually the real live Arthur. Not true. <laughs> Fake news. No, no, no. That's me. Yes. <laughs> uh, so funny. Yeah. Thank you so much, Hussein X, for your donation loved it um yeah okay cool cool that's going to be really interesting and yeah very cool um, very cool that you dropped that exclusive bit of news that you're going to you're trying to show it on somnium connect 2 in prague this year and that bradley and me are going to be the first people on earth to ever put it on for real and guys having, i would be i would while be, I would we be do a live stream to the interwebs it's going to be a I, I would love to have you there and uh, <laughs> i think you would you would you would you would you would not uh be disappointed by uh by visiting prague at least yeah that's, the that's very for least. sure that's for sure <laughs> that, that, that's, also you have beers there so yeah i'm i'm fine with that yeah cool very cool exciting i'm looking forward to to that and wow time is running so fast i mean uh, something connect one was just like yesterday for me and yeah i cannot imagine are, i cannot believe we are yeah. in april already we're already uh, so starting to plan exactly the second one that's incredible yeah, of course yeah first one was very cool i can say yeah Thank okay you. now we are out of segways so let's directly <laughs> talk about now oh my the, god <laughs> the cambria yeah the cambria meta's next headset and the man who has been dominating all the news cycles, the VR news cycles, is here with us, Bradley. 
<laughs> you have leaked you have uh, like yeah given us so much information about the cambria tell us how that all came to fruition uh, when did you first hear how it looks like and when did the whole cambria thing became real for you as in you you getting information that you would like to tell the public well obviously it started with an original render um just i got sent a picture that's all i'm gonna say the picture ah here it is hi looked <laughs> hey, hey. looked like a <laughs> hello uh the picture looked like a final version of what we've seen of cambria um, and this is my fault. I take full responsibility for this, but usually when you're a YouTuber, you want to rush something out there as fast as you can because, Hey, you have something special, just get it out there. Right. So I worked with a, um, I worked with a industrial, um, he, the industrial designer and he models entirely mo like the draft in VR, by the way, he uses a VR program to That's do all so the cool. modeling, which is, which was really cool. We got to collaborate That's in so VR. Cool. I got to yeah. like mark all the things I wanted to do with it. Um, and then I released that model uh, to the public. Cause I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. Now that was the original really? one right here. <laughs> and then um, I have very good friends in the supply chain and some other friends all across the world. And they were like, Brad, this one looks different than the one that you reported a week earlier that's ready for mass production, basically. So you can probably imagine I started freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I, and, and, and it was even worse because, you know, there's a lot of VR news journalists that always like to cover what I what I find and post out there. And I didn't want to you know, I, I was I was honestly terrified um, at the beginning. And I did a whole stream explaining that. And then I went to bed, just said, hey, this is not the final version. I went to bed. When I woke up, someone else wanted to help me out. And they sent me what definitely was the real final production version of Cambria. Okay. okay. And I went back to my guy, my industrial designer. And I'm like, oh, this is have... it. Okay. This is it. And All then right. I, I, but before, before I released that render, <laughs> that second one, yeah, right. I, I went to my friends and they were like, okay, yeah. Is that, this that. it? <laughs> right. You yeah, asked, this, is this, this it? And they were like, yeah, that version you, you have designed this time. That is what is ready for mass production. And like, it looked pretty much like that. Um, like 99% accurate. So yeah. Um, like anything else that I do, I, I always like to stress this enough. Um, I, I like to call myself a figurehead for a large, passionate community effort. Um, I mean, yes. I, I couldn't do a lot I do without passionate people. Like on the meta side, Basti564, and uh, who has a YouTube channel, by the way, you can check out, um, and Somalia. Uh, you might remember that name because back in October, there was this Redditor that like said I had a dream and then like wrote out all these exact specifications for... <laughs> a C clip and all that it's like it was weird and it ended up being not obviously not a dream it was it was a, a data miner who got an early uh kernel of cambria and I, I worked with them a lot um to do a lot of the meta stuff so again uh i i work hard with these people i have great relationships with a lot of people um not just for meta but for valve when we do data mining steam vr it's a great community effort and i love doing it but yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much how everything came to be. Um, what what you see in my newest render, which 
I can explain how the camera system even works thanks to um, data miners for like we have a early version of the Cambria firmware, the entire yeah. firmware. Okay. And we can even we figured out how uh, Meta is doing mixed reality, which is AR through VR. Um, basically, they call it they call it camera pass through AR sometimes. Um, so the two cameras on the bottom of the the bottom left and right, right. This is the new one, right? The new. Yeah. This is yeah. This is the one that you'll very much. It'll be very much like this exactly. So those bottom ones are very fast cameras, but like more lower resolution, uh, similar to what you would get like on a Quest Two for tracking. And those will be doing a lot of like the depth stuff. There's also an IR projector that's projecting. It's not seeable um, from the device. It's probably like similar to like a TV remote, where if you have a TV remote, there's an IR thing, but it's covered by the black. Um, similar that that is in this device, so that'll help with a lot of the depth data or capturing depth data of your uh, world. Mm -hmm. But that middle camera on the top yeah. is actually the super high resolution 16 megapixel color camera. And that will, uh, with, with a lot of, um, with a lot of software magic, they're going to be overlaying that with that camera, uh, high HD color camera onto what those two cameras are seeing. Wow. So you would, that's cool. so yeah, people would think that, Oh, wouldn't it be easier to just have two high resolution, you know, um, pass through cameras right. to do it. But apparently, no, <laughs> um, I talked to some people why they might want to do that. And they just said those high resolution cameras are generally not fast enough that what they need it for. And it's better to also get your teams. If you're working toward the AR future, get them working on these um, these computer vision algorithms early, because if they ever want to release like a glasses form factor in the future, they're not going to be having giant you know, high definition cameras. They're going to be having. Uh, okay. fast low resolution cameras to scan the depth of their environment and stuff so um yeah it seems what cambria that seems what to be what cambria is going to be doing later this year interesting so um these cameras on the side they are good for for tracking the headset uh, the, the controllers or yeah right no uh the side i mean so uh, really, the, the ones on the side are definitely for headset tracking. Uh, again, just to remind people how headset tracking works, usually there's IMUs in a headset, which are basically like compasses. They, 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 they can see which way you're turning, um, like 3DOF. But those uh, usually drift, so you cannot rely on uh, IMUs alone. So what, mm -hmm. what, what Meta does is they add cameras that can mark points in your virtual space and, and make markers so that they can uh, just correct for the drift that these IMUs give. Okay, that makes so sense. those two, yeah, those two cameras are purely just for headset tracking. You're not going to be like doing too much. They're very low resolution, um, IR like IR cameras. Okay. Um, the front two will also be able to do like hand tracking and stuff, just like with the the normal Quest and stuff. Um, the controllers, though, I, I don't know if you have a picture, but the controllers I've seen for Cambria are okay. the same as what were leaked. Um, okay, they also like, have cameras to track themselves, right? Yeah, exactly. They have their own cameras. They have their own, uh, I believe they're like Qualcomm 400 series chips. So they have their own uh, chips inside to do their own slam. Um, and then they process the data and send it to a sync boss directly into the headset to get everything working together. But yeah, those controllers will be able to track themselves alone without really too much of the actual headsets. What do, um, what do, you, what do you think will be the primary use of that headset? They would have I think been the my big... question perfect. Um, I, a lot of people are very conflicted on this. I think the biggest thing is they want to push the mixed reality stuff. Like, I think the entire industry in general is very 
bullish on mixed reality as like really providing value to consumers. I know a lot of people think that this will not be a consumer device. And, and yeah, it's not going to be a consumer gaming device or anything like it won't be a game console. But I think they are going to use mixed reality and like have a higher uh, social experience because this thing does have uh, eye and face tracking. That's for confirmed. Um, it's just ha they're just trying to pack in a ton of different features to add more value for consumers, for sure. They might try to push um, productivity and like all these other things, but I think they're going to really try to focus on the AR aspects, especially. Okay, but but here I'm afraid that like you know that the, the, we like I think like if we talk about Meta and stuff like we haven't yet com competed uh, or completed the VR level and we're already trying to enter the VR level. I understand that for them this is the fundamental device if we want to come to a normal glasses form factor. So they have to go through those steps. And whatever users they can get to use it, um, the more data they'll get, the more better they will get in it. So I think that's the main part. Uh, but I just try to find like, you know, like if you give me today AR glasses, which I can put into my uh, phone and use the phone interface um, with, you know, fully, fully working AR glasses, I'm buying because that's the, you know, that's the utility use. I'm all for it. Uh, but if you give me AR glasses like Cambria, right, um, where and it's not intended for professionals and intended like for me as, as the, let's say, end consumer, I would, I would have a problem to find like this solution. Like, do I need another headset to walk around my flat uh, and like yeah. do some AR stuff? Not sure. I mean, I'm a hardcore VR user. I'm all for AR, VR, blah, blah, blah. But like that, that is hardcore. And I think well, that's where Lynx is good because Lynx is more primarily for like the, the B2B use and there's a great stuff for that. And there's a, uh, there's a lot of things uh, coming up, but, yeah, that's what I, I just wanted to hear your opinion. Like, what is what? Who is this headset for? Like, who will use it and why? Well, yeah. I think if you're a company like Meta, personally, and even Apple, I know I, there's a lot of debate on this, but I don't think if you're a large company like Meta or Apple, you're not releasing a device for businesses. I just think it doesn't make sense, personally. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but and and I know what you mean. Like, okay, I, like even explaining how the AR works for this device, it doesn't sound perfect right it sounds kind of like thrown together it sounds thrown together a little bit but it's obviously more research than that um i think every headset we've had until now and every headset that's going to come out even the next few years is still a transitionary piece of technology for the medium I agree. it's all about getting developers and users accustomed to new things <laughs> step by step like when they release cambria I mean, okay, it's just like, well, let me say it this way. Quest 2, they added the pass-through API. Obviously, the pass-through API is garbage on the Quest 2. Like, it's it's, it's basically unusable because it's just the, the quality of the pass-through is yeah. terrible. No consumers will want to spend time in it. But for but this when you, device, yes. This is going to yeah, be good. This is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah but they, they, they gave that availability early to get users and, and mostly developers accustomed to the idea that, hey, AR glasses, clear glasses, that's that's still super far away. Stop stop dreaming about that anytime soon. But hey, we can take high, fast cameras, uh, do a lot of cool um, computer vision stuff with it, and then have a better experience that makes your headset not just for VR, but maybe had some more uh, functionality that's closer to the AR that everyone dreams of in the industry. So I think that this device they're releasing this year is another big transition point into that. Um, and, and I also even think that this device that they're releasing this year is only going to be around for a year before it's replaced, to be honest, completely. Yeah. With the I one, also think that it might cannibalize a little bit Quest. 
um, as well. That might eat from quest sales, depending on how good they will do it. Uh, because like links, Depends I love the, the idea that you can, well. make, you, you, you can make a VR headset out of links and, and it will work well. Like if that's the case for, for Cambria, then I think like many people say, wait a second, why would yeah. I buy Quest if I can just do this, you know, um, and, and have that. But that would be my next question. For Have you heard from your um, sources if there will be light leakage? <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing. When I saw this picture, I mean, lots of people asked you this question, I think, right? Like, <laughs> hey, what's here with the light leakage? Because it looks like there would be so much light coming in. So is it like the links that they want people to look outside or probably there doesn't come any light come in? You think so? Oh. Yeah, really? the first thing. Um, I talked to someone that had really good proof is all I can say that they tried the device. Um, okay. I'm not... <laughs> You know, it's funny because NDAs are supposed to stop people from doing stuff, but this NDA ended up doing the opposite. But um, <laughs> basically, uh, yeah, so this person tried it, and they basically said that when they first tried it on, because they're only used to the Quest 2, yeah, it, it was it was distracting immediately at first, the light leakage to from see, this device. Okay, okay, yeah. Interesting. But he did say... Uh, after spending more time with it, he's, he stopped really caring about the light leakage, um, which is very interesting. I'm I, surprising me, surprised I to hear for that. The link, I think for the Lynx headset, actually, the ability to see yeah. with a peripheral visit, vision the, the, the surroundings, and you can confirm it, uh, like that's, that's a sale point. That's not that's actually a cool thing. Exactly. Yeah, that was a cool for, thing. For mixed reality, so, it was perfect, actually. Yes, yes, yes. So, so I so, do I do think it was a design decision for sure, hundred percent. But then for those people who are VR fans, like complete VR fans, and then they will not like it because they want to delve into VR and forget about their children, which are running. But then they will have a different headset, probably. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's probably, the question. If they, would they will have like the, the Quest Two, then not this. Pro hopefully not, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prob most probably. But Speaking then. Of yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I just no, wanted no. to say, um, I, I, so, you know, when these companies plan a device, they usually have to like let the supply chain know more than a year in advance. So just to, just to get people really thinking about how serious meta is already this device, they've said many, many times that this device they're releasing features will end up in the quest line, like the standard quest line. Right. I got word that, the supply chain's already talking to Meta about Quest 3, and, like, they're really wanting to push Quest 3, like, next year, mm -hmm. for sure. So, like, even if this is not a, you know, close-off-your-world VR console, a lot of the features in here will be able to be reproduced in a cheaper Quest 3 anyway, okay. probably within a year after this releases, so... That makes yeah. sense. So, w w do you know what kind of... Um, panels will be used in this in this device. Oh yeah, that's 100% confirmed. It's okay. a 2160 by 2160 per eye mini LED. Oh, okay. um, that should be nice then. Mm -hmm. Really, it's the panels are not that special, but the lenses. I've heard really good things about these lenses. Um, I've asked a lot of questions to people that have tried it and reported their experiences to me. So pancake lenses are not really a new technology, right. but they're starting to catch on with these large companies obviously i mean you could see the form factor they enable for this device it looks super great super thin um the biggest issues with pancake lenses from like off the shop uh, off the shelf companies like arpara i know you tried arpara <laughs> oh yeah 
yeah the light is so, coming through them right yeah yeah so like, oh, that's one so issue dark. inherently yeah. for sure but um yeah. that's actually more to do with the the the, the panel by the way and ah, okay, okay, it's very okay. very um not bright yeah. enough for yeah, it yeah but anyway um yeah usually pancake lenses have issues with ghosting and um a, okay. oh there's another issue holy frick Oh, and, and then like on the edges, you might get some like color distortion as exactly. well. Exactly. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah. It was getting brown for the para. Yeah, the lenses that Facebook built for this device are clear, like more clear than anything that we've Perfect. seen so far from lenses. So like, okay. very That's well great. made. I'm sure it's just a another stepping stone because another cool thing about Pancake Designs, I've been posting a lot about this on my Twitter, but Pancake Designs are going to be very useful to enable next generation features like we might see stuff like I, I posted a video about like wobulation which they can have solid state wobulation with a liquid crystal layer in a pancake form factor um if you guys remember half dome or half dome three yeah. especially yeah. that with the the vera focal layers that was a pancake right. lens design so these are all things that fit very well in a pancake form factor so when i say this is a transitionary piece of technology again They'll be able to build off of this more and more with newer lenses, newer displays to, to really get to that next level that we're all dreaming for when it comes to XR compared to what we have for Quest 3, for example. Okay, that sounds actually cool. Looking forward to try this out then. But um, I can also remember when I watched your footage that you said the person was not like blown away, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so, so, so how is it possible, Brad? <laughs> With those they're lenses. definitely I, I definitely feel they're held back by the chip still like even though they're gonna have wow. better cooling for the xr2 chip i know i know facebook's working i've heard that facebook has been working and, and i heard this since the beginning of this year that they're working hard on the next chip for them um apparently with qualcomm is what i heard and it's going to be like way more powerful than xr2 also i've heard from the supply chain that the the well the supply chain itself expects is expects an xr2 now they're calling it XR2 Gen 2, but back then they were calling it XR3 to be available next year. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but for this device, yeah, the people have not been blown away for the VR capabilities. Not, none of the people have tried it, been able to try the mixed reality stuff at all yet because it's, like they weren't um, testing Ready, it. Yeah. Okay. One person... Actually, I can't say that. Well, <laughs> so, um, so for the VR side of things, this didn't feel too different from Quest 2 for them. And you can tell from the specs, like the resolution is not much better. It's using a type of LCD, which I'm very vocal about LCDs compared to upcoming uh, display technology, I think is gonna take off very fast in VR. But um, yeah, from micro the VR OLED portion- you, I know you like micro OLED. I love micro OLED. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like, yeah, I no. love it. Um, yeah. Next year, by the way, like I, I think it was projected that 15 million micro, high quality micro OLED displays will ship in VR headsets, mostly yeah. from tier one companies next year. So if that's two per de the device, that means 7 million headsets. And if Apple reportedly wants to sell 1.5 million uh, headsets that is confirmed to have two micro OLED, you just think about all the other competitors that are going to be releasing micro OLED headsets next year. But yeah. By the um, way, we are actually we're actually for Somnium headsets is another thing. I've I've told it in the Somnium connect, but we are actually in parallel. We have team who were um, researching and preparing the micro OLED variant. Uh, we'll probably not release it as the micro OLED variant, but we'll be fully ready and tested until that time 
to be ready to do that maybe in the second iteration or maybe it's an upgrade or it's a variant but we're doing it in the parallel so it's more work for us but definitely worth uh, worth the try i think it's worth yeah. it yeah it, yeah. yeah i think it's colors. a great idea for sure like i i really do believe and I, I say this in all my videos it won't come to like the quest 3 which is a cheaper device but i think if you're working on high-end headsets like cambria or apple or valve yeah. I do think micro OLED is going to surprise people and how fast it catches on for these high tier headsets. Like it's, it's, it's all the supply chain talks about for VR is how many micro OLED fabs are popping up and all this stuff. And it's, again, it's not the low quality displays that are in like our para. Like th those are honestly low quality. We're seeing the big companies invest a ton of money in it. So, yeah. And also some surprise companies. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be a very interesting year still ahead of us. So this um, this Cambria, it, it's most probably not going to be like, um, yeah, like like a cheap device. Right. I read from you from you. I know that the, the bill of materials is probably eight hundred dollars, which is kind of expensive. Yeah, that's pretty expensive um, to compare the like a, a pro series iPhone of the latest generation is around 500 to 550 dollars. And that's already pretty expensive when you think about, I mean, just I mean, that doesn't even count all the research R&D costs and like everything else that you got to pay for. Um, I'm not sure if this is true, but um, <laughs> the supply, some analysts in the supply chain uh, that I really do trust a bit they do think that this cambria model is going to be subsidized um and, and if, if the number i'm hearing is true this could be even more chaotic to the xr industry than quest 2 i would say like it's obviously way more going to be way more expensive than quest 2 but for again taking into account the bill of materials and the number i'm hearing it's like if that's true like holy crud this is um so, so you think this is going to be cheap because meta is going to subsidize the freaking hell out of it so i've heard a number that I, i've heard that people I, i've heard a number that um the quest 2 was sold at 200 below the bill of materials that's what i heard at, at launch okay. and i'm hearing numbers similar to that for cambria so if that ends up okay. being true mm -hmm. that yeah. would be ridiculous like honestly i think that would be crazy but but I'm not yeah, sure if it's true I'm, or not, I'm, though. I'm thinking I'm also thinking six hundred dollars would make sense for this device. But then but then at six hundred dollars, I don't think it's going to be this kind of mass market craze where YouTubers try to hype it like crazy type of headset. I don't think it's gonna happen. But to, to, to hype <laughs> hype something up, you need you need a clear use case. And that's where I'm kind of trying to I'm struggling because you know, for quest, easy use case. You put it on, you have the games, boom, you're done. But to, to, to make people play AR games or mixed reality games in a way that it makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, how would you, who would be that person who would be, you know, buying it? You know, we all obviously will buy that. That's not enough, right? That's not enough. Um, because you, you need also um, I think a clear use case. You need a, I... you need a clear. But even for the enthusiasts, like to, to justify five hundred bucks or six hundred bucks, whatever we are like discussing I, here as the price, that's that's you know that's that's not nothing. That you have to you have yeah, to kind of right. know but, why you're buying it. But but people, you have to think yeah. about. I'm sorry to interrupt, no, go, but you have to think ahead, about right. this way. Um, the supply chain really does believe that Apple's headset will be announced late this year for like full on re releasing. What do you think? It's it's a like 
AR, VR, or mixed reality one? I think it's mixed reality, 100%. Yeah. I, I and do, what, I will be the, what will be the Apple use case? What do you think? Well, that's why I'm saying. Like, we, we, we can only, like, there's so many guesses on what the use case is, but you know when they announce it and they show off the software they built for it, there's going to be a, a new light, uh, like a new fire in the industry for sure. So I think what Cambria, like, I, I really think Meta fears Apple more than anything compared to any other company, obviously. Like, that is a, they have their own platform. They have their own ecosystem. They can right. sure. sell sure. anything at any price, honestly. It's ridiculous what they sell for. So even at uh, Apple prices, if they have a mixed reality headset and they show off all this hype on what mixed reality can do for the average person, what well, Cambria can just be like, okay, well, we have a much cheaper device than Apple and we can considerably but, do the same thing, you know? But there's a big difference. Apple has a LiDAR in all of their iPhones yeah. and iPads and Facebook doesn't. And that is yeah. a big, big difference. Apple has been yeah. preparing for this moment for years. Mm -hmm. Facebook, I don't know how, what, will Quest help? I don't know, like the yeah. data from Quest, because we know that Quest sends a lot of data back, but still, like the magnitude of, of the quality of data and the amount of data Apple has from the lighters mm -hmm. is somewhere completely elsewhere than what Facebook has. So again, yes, I believe that Apple is really well positioned to, to deliver something like that. I personally yeah, believe that, course. or I hope, I believe that they have like yeah. AR glasses working with iPhone. That will be the killer, uh, you know, killer app to my to, to my knowledge. But um, again, if it's a mixed reality glasses for Apple, and I'm hearing like different, you pass know, through. opinions it's and pass through, through as as and know. you would watch what, how would you would you play games together? Maybe you have some really cool like mixed reality uh, things like meetings with with relatives and stuff. Okay, I can imagine watching, Apple doing watching it. content like, in VR. Facebook I mean, doing it, yeah. I have hard time like imagining it, more harder time imagining them uh, them killing it in 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 that sphere. So. I, I, I think that's experience. why the I think that's why the supply chain expects heavy subsidies because they're not in a better position as Apple is. Like you say, like uh, Apple, they they've even made a huge like recently they announced they had a huge content partnership with the NFL, right? Where they're going to stream whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Meta has nothing like that, so they can bring even the sports fans a use case uh, potentially with MR or AR by just like saying, "Hey, uh, we'll give you a free." NFL subscription if you watch on a mixed reality version like a giant screen in your living room that you don't have to buy a TV for anymore like they can Did, just do Facebook buy an XVR uh that was, no, that was Apple. That was Apple. That's right? why. That's Apple. why I'm saying. Okay, think about watching yeah. content, watching that that football or baseball game in that device as if you were in the stadium. They can make it happen now because they have the content, and they will have the glasses and the quality to make it look incredible. Like. Just how incredible it f felt when you got your first iPhone and and uh, yeah and swiped, it was just and, wow. And I've heard, I, I mean, this is obvious because Apple just they have so much not just sway with consumers but the supply chain. Their control over the supply chain is absurd. And um, I was told when I was also being told that the supply chain expects them to release definitely next year is some of the components in their MR headset is going to be a year of what their competitors can get. And like that, these kind of things right. all mixed together, like a lot of time. Yeah. Meta ago. literally cannot cannot make as a state of the art device at the same time as Apple mm -hmm. because they don't have that up capability. The Apple headset is going to yep. have micro OLED displays. It's probably going to be the, the first of its kind that are this high quality. Like, you know, it's like all these things together is just I don't think Cambria can 
compete directly on the high end, super high end, but if they can like at least be a subsidization competitor, maybe maybe they have a chance, you know? Yeah. Do you be. do you is there a parallel reality in your opinion where Apple releases a some sort of headset and it flops? Do you how much percentage chance do you give that something like this could happen? Um, because if that happens, it would be pretty bad for the industry. It would be bad, yeah. But like, what 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 is going to happen? What what, so what, what, think, what are the percentages of what are, what are the chances of that happening? I think they would not release something unless they really thought it was going to take off. Like they've they're yeah. um, if you follow the room, I mean, obviously Apple headset rumors have been going on for almost for a, a decade, <laughs> like ridiculously long amount of time, and you can see all the different based on the rumors, if you follow the entire timeline, you can see that they've had different devices at each cycle that they were expected to release. Like, I think uh, it was expected originally they were going to release a headset in like 2019. It was going to be required, uh, like connect wireless connection to some sort of box, like like something. Well, obviously that they decided that was not going to be good for consumers. We got to push for standalone. So then, you know, they started making their own silicon and have this a, a huge advantage to have their own standalone compute power and everything. So I don't really think they're going to fail. Um, like, I think it's very low percentage they're going to fail. Like, I, I, I know that they only expect 1.5 million in the first year, which is pretty low compared to Apple numbers. But I remember the Apple Watch Generation 1 when it came out, it kind of wasn't, I mean, it wasn't yeah, that true. big. True. Right. True. Yeah. It wasn't big at first, but right. within a few generations, everyone has an Apple watch now. Right. Like, I think it's going to be very similar to that, honestly. Could, could be. So I think right now we all know that Meta or Facebook is dominating the VR market. But next year, in my opinion, they will be attacked from many different angles from Apple, from the top with that super high end device. Absolutely. Right. And then, but also from the bottom, from the from the Pico successor, I, I think they will go to the, the States and it's going to be like a sexy device, which is going to be cheap, also subsidized like crazy from ByteDance. And they will come from the bottom with a cheap, sexy device. And that is why and, he's so nervous. That and is from why the side so with the nervous. PSVR 2, you yeah. know, with a, with a, like a similar price de uh, device, which is going to be amazing. So from all the sides, there will be serious competition that they don't, that they right now don't have. So it is going to be a tough year, 2023, for, for Meta, in my opinion. And I, I do oh, believe sure. they, will, they will lose that kind of dominance that they have now where they can simply do what they do, like the forced Facebook login. And, right? and the, they biggest, they would, the uh, biggest problem is from the company management side is yeah. they're entering that, this, this phase of, being, uh, of having a lot of competition. They're entering it from a weaker position than many of their competitors. And that is a very uncomfortable position to be because imagine they kind of in the beginning they kind of created that market and now they're suddenly losing that market to to some of the upcoming you know competitors you know like pico and others and even crazy guys like us who are coming in and saying like hey right. okay open source everything go do whatever you want yeah. like this, this they will as i said they will have a problem um and they're already having a problem that's why sometimes they would probably try to do things faster than they would have done them if they would be, Could be you know true. feel comfortable and this will even worsen their position and that's kind of like how the death spiral becomes uh becomes the reality and it's very hard to exit the death spiral um if you unless you do something crazy 
um you know like elon buying twitter and changing it completely like unless you do something like that you you you, you cannot have like so mark has to really like turn around things and like fire off of the stuff and say okay we do completely different things and we are going in this direction is that happening i don't know but i'm just saying like, I, I, I think my somewhere. i think my final thought on all of this um you know people have always talked to me about how they're so depressed about the lack of competition and everything that meta has oh, in this it. market they but love it. the more they will have it yeah, the, the more I, I I started doing this, like looking at all these companies and what hardware they are, the less I real like the more I realized this this is this comp this lack of competition phase is dead already, in my opinion. Yes. Like it's just it's I agree. over. One hundred percent. So Great. yeah, so I, I just yeah, I, I think that there's a chance that just like how people thought Blackberry back before the iPhone was just gonna dominate Nokia, forever. Nokia. Nokia. Nokia was dominating like crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Okay, we might have a Nokia moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow, I think that's the perfect uh, thing at the end of this show. We've been talking for two and a half hours. There was Amazing, an incredible guys. show. I loved this show, and I do believe that the audience loved it too. If you did, give it a thumbs up right now. That's what we need, we YouTubers. Give it a thumbs up. And of course, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Subscribe also, of course, to Sadly It's Bradley. Absolutely do that. And for Somnium Space, absolutely subscribe to their Twitter feed. Art is doing so many things you can on do Twitter. It. You yeah. can do it. I'm not, I'm not saying you not to do it. So up <laughs> yeah. to you guys. Up to you guys. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So that was simply amazing. Thank you so much to Arthur to do this amazing, um, yes, not even stunt. It was just a normal life for you to be in VR, to be in Somnium Space and to go on talk shows like this. Thank you so much Me, for this. what I'm doing right now is pretty not normal, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like, yeah not, I know, I'm I know. I'm not super used to that. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, yeah. So anyways, thanks for that. And of course, thanks to, to Bradley for taking the time to come on the show. That was amazing to hear directly from you and not always to just report about what you found out. That's amazing. And again, like, wow, I love your YouTube channel and you are one of the few YouTubers that I really enjoy Same watching. Here. And yeah, thumbs up for your YouTube channel. Absolutely. And you all heard it. You're both coming to Prague, right? In December. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now my, my camera also died. That's perfect. I don't care. It has been a fantastic <laughs> show. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching this show. And um, yeah, for all of you out there who have not yet um, given the Next Dimension podcast a five-star review on iTunes, do that now if you enjoy the show. Do, do that. Get, get your podcast app out on your iDevice, find the Next Dimension podcast, and give this show a five-star review and tell people about this show. It's a very, very good show, I would say. Yep, that is everything that we got for today. Thanks and see you next time. Bye-bye. See you.